We are live. And it's good to be back. Big, big boxing weekend. Busy boxing weekend. Deontay Wilder's back. So I had a title. I had a title of Deontay Wilder's back because he is. And I think he made an impression. I think that uh I think people are feeling pretty good about Deontay Wilder. I think people are I think, you know, heavyweight division, if you're not a Deontay Wilder fan, you're you're concerned because it feels like the only man that could withstand a Deontay Wilder punch is Tyson Fury. You can't feel confident by anyone else. Uh, that's, uh, Broadway's on early. He's already jumping on. You should have to talk for like five minutes and carry it. But look at Broadway. He's already on. Let's add him to it. You hear me, Broadway? Yeah, I hear you. What's going on, brother? What's up? Appreciate you hopping on. I'm just talking about Deontay Wilder. And you were there. Just tell me. this. What was the feel of the arena when Deontay one Wilder? Second, one second. One second. My bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. We'll wait till probably gets back, but yeah, he, he's so Deontay Wilder's back, and you have to feel like there's only one man that could withstand the power. I mean, the other one you have to be curious is Joe Joyce. Oh, my bad. Come on, Carlos. Wait one second, guys. So the invite's coming. There it is. I send the invite in the comments. So if you're trying to hop on, Carlos is about to hop on right now and talk and everything. Just hit that hit that link, and I'll add you in. Um. Yeah, but yeah, Deontay Wilder, you know, the only one's like Joe Joyce. That's like the one everybody's curious if he can withstand it. But it doesn't feel like anyone else in the heavyweight division could withstand that shot. I'm back. I'm back. All right. Well, let me know how did it feel at the um, at the Barclays. Yo, well, first, uh, it was a real dope experience. I got to meet a lot of the guys we'd be on these spaces with. So, you know, uh, uh, I met uh, Dave. I met the Diggs brothers, MVO, King P, Hitman. Uh, Bobby, uh, Brian, uh, who else? Truth. Well, I had already met Truth before, but I, Truth was there as well. Uh, it was a big, big. Uh, oh, K. I met KB before he was there. Uh, yo, what was so dope about it is like we had the corner of a bar, right? We just had the whole corner, and. A security guard just positioned themselves there and was only letting people in to our section that we knew. Also, Kojak was there. <laughs> so it was like a VIP section for you guys. Yo, like, talk. yeah, like I, I, a couple people would be walking in and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then we would be like, nah, he's with us. And be like, all right. And then, <laughs> and then he, like, see, like, let's say I would go use the bathroom. He already knew my face, so he wouldn't stop me. He'd just be like, oh, all right, go ahead. And uh, I was walking around with my big-ass Dominican flag. You know, my man <laughs> was fighting. Had to make my presence known. You know, it, it was a dope experience. But uh, I'm assuming you meant about the fights. And I'm over here talking about the... No, no, no. It's cool. No, I'm, I'm curious about that, too, as well. Yeah, what, how was the fight field, though? How did the, how was the, the arena when Deontay Wilder fought? Uh, I mean, you, you know, I was surprised. Uh, I, I thought more. I thought it was gonna be more of a packed house, but uh, they 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 only sold the lower bowl. Like uh, they 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 closed off the like the upper section. Okay, okay. Curtains up, so you know it wasn't like a pack pack crowd with like you know like big big fight. But uh, you know the energy was right. The energy was right, and um, yo that knockout that knockout had the crowd go buzzing for a little bit. Well, first. You got to remember, it was two consecutive rounds of absolute bombs of knockouts because, you know, Caleb Plant knocked the mm -hmm. guy out. That's so true. That's true. That's true. I was going to say it was a ninth round, I want to say. 
And that was the co-main event. And then in the first round, which is the immediate next round after that, he knocks out Hellenius with one shot. It, it, it's, it was fantastic to see. I felt like I got my money's worth. I do wish the fights would have ended a little bit early. I felt like, damn, man, like I got out of there like at 1.30 in the morning. I went with my father. My father was, you know, he's a boxing fan, but he's like, man, I want to go home. I'm tired. And I get it. You know, he's older. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot, of, it's a lot of energy, especially at that age, I imagine. What do you think, Carlos? What do you think of uh, Deontay Walter coming back? First of all, I want to say, you know, how are you guys doing? Hey, how's it going, Carlos? Appreciate you hopping on, man. Nah, for sure, man. Bro, stop with the pleasantry. <laughs> Damn, bro. All right. All right, all right, cool, man. I ain't I'm messing you, with you, bro. I'm messing with you. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, bro. I was like, honestly, I was really happy, first of all, because I'm a, I'm a Wilder fan. I know Broadway isn't, but, you know, like, after after the Fury fight, everybody was saying that like, oh, he needs to retire, you know, like, all that. And it, it sucked for me because I, I, I haven't seen him win. So for him to do that, I know it was hilarious and everybody was expecting that. But just the way he did it in the first round, and he barely even, like, he didn't even put full force into that punch. Like, he barely tapped him on his chin, and he got knocked the fuck out. So, it was really cool, man. So, now everybody's talking about how he can de- he can uh, fight Usyk, Joshua, Ruiz, and other hype trains back on Deontay Wilder. So, it's really cool to see that. Uh, who I want to see him fight next. I mean, I want to see him fight Joshua next, because that's still a big fight. But realistically, he'll probably fight Andy Reese and uh, probably knock him out. Yeah, I think the Andy Ruiz fight is next. I, I really, I, I know that people want the Usyk fight. I don't. I never thought that was realistic. I never thought that Usyk was not fighting Fury uh, yeah. next year. I, I, I've always been on that. I never got away from that. I don't know how that we got deterred from that. Like that, that wasn't possible. But yeah, I think Fury and Usyk is going to happen undisputed. That just fight just makes a lot of sense. I think there'll be some money Middle East wise for that fight. Like to, they'll have a event over there. I, I just think that, that just makes too much sense. I think, of course, Andy Ruiz, that's what they've been positioning. But I do want to talk about just like the strategy that. Hold on, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, my mic. I, I have like the most sensitive mic in the world. If I touch it at all, this bad boy just falls out. Like it's, it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, like the strategy like that they use, like Willie Scott, I, I thought he had a good strategy in the third Fury fight. Like I thought he fought the way I th- they did what they were supposed to do in that fight. I thought Dante Wilder's body filled him, and you know, Tyson Fury just probably has his number. That, that, that's probably it. But I thought the, yeah. the way they he put on too much muscle mass, he tired him out, all those things. But strategy, like the way he fought, was the right way to fight in that fight. In yeah. this fight, they did something like really brilliant that I, I didn't like when I broke down the fight, I never guessed that they would do this because him and Helena's fight at the exact same range. So I was like, Helena's is gonna have some you know moments in this fight because he's gonna be at the range that he wants to fight at. Wilder did something that I didn't expect him, he moved backwards, he made Helena's lose his range. Like instead of everyone thinking, okay, we just gotta get Wilder in position to land, they were like, No, let me take away what Helena's wants to do. And by doing that, Helena's had got greedy, he had to get greedy, he got a, too overly aggressive, he got frustrated, he he was impatient to find his range. And as soon as he did that, and Milik realizing that Wilder doesn't have to put everything on his power, on his shots to put you to sleep, knowing that if he just touches you, you go to sleep, it just changed a whole new dynamic to his game. That, um, I don't know, I just thought it was like, of, of like strategy and strategic moves, I thought that was pretty brilliant what they did that fight. And look at it, it paid off. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that was pretty cool. If he fights going backwards, like if he could fight going backwards, and I'm like, I know some people want to overrate it a little bit, like saying like, oh, he looked like you know, like he was, uh, he didn't like he didn't look amazing going backwards, but he he fought going backwards. That's the whole point of it. It's not like I'm not going to try to say he's Pernell Whitaker or anything like that, but 
if he realizes that he has power going backwards like that, like he doesn't have to put everything on a shot to put you to sleep. He's pretty scary. Like he's pretty scared yeah. to make you have to earn that that space. Of someone's gonna have to earn that space against Deontay Wilder. Like that's that's insane. Like that. I don't. Maybe just Tyson Fury is the only one that beats him. Like honestly, it would really just be dependent if Joe Royce could take that right hand. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Let's say like, let's say this, let's put a funny scenario. He goes in there, knocks out Andy Ruiz, and then they say, "All right, now Joshua." He knocks out Anthony and Joshua, and then maybe he fights Usyk and. Let's say he beats him. Do you think like he would have? Do you think they can say, "All right, you know what? We'll give you another shot at Fury." Yeah, I think so. I don't see why not. I, w- I was, yeah, I was saying like if he somehow, uh, you know, if let's say that he does get Usyk right and he knocks out Usyk, why wouldn't yeah. you do Fury for undisputed? Why yeah, wouldn't you even, do that? And the fight has a buzz. We know that the last one was a, like a fight of the year. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? But I, I got bad news, man. Fury announced his retirement. <laughs> oh yeah, nah. And then he's gonna, and then he's gonna say that he wants to fight Derek Chisora, and then he's gonna say that he wants to fight Anthony Joshua. Well, he's gonna fight Derek Chisora. I mean, that's coming that's up. Just, that's that's really that's gonna so happen. fucking stupid, man. I, I can't with that guy, man. Honestly, like I, I kind of feel like it's a little overblown because, like, I don't know. It, like I said, I'm not interested in that fight at all. We already know what's gonna happen in that fight. It's already happened twice, so it's uh, really? not interested in that. But, that's like the, but like okay. I don't know if he goes to fights Usyk beginning of the next year. I mean, I can't really complain, right? Like. He yeah. went to fight Wilder, Wilder, Dillian White. Between the Wilder when he fought Wallin, which is like actually like a decent win now, and then he's gonna fight. Uh, he fights Shazora, then he fights Usyk. I'm not. I can't, I can't really complain. I can't really be like, oh man, he's not fighting anyone. It's like, well, he's gonna have Wilder a couple times. He's gonna have Klitschko. He's gonna have Usyk. Like, you know, it's kind of hard why, to complain at that point. Why is Valine a good win? Well. It might be a good win. Like it, it, he's showing. I, I think Wallin, when it happened, he was just supposed to be a guy that he runs through. I think he's a little bit more skilled than we realize at the, at this point. We realize it now, and I think that if he would have fought Dillian White, like I think I think Wallin would have won that fight. And he supposedly might fight uh, Joshua coming up. I think he might hold himself competitive in that fight. So I, I think it's. A, I don't think it's a notable win, but I think it's like it aged a little better than when it when it originally happened. I'm just confused. Like, when, when did Valine become this? That's killer? fair. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I just think at the point he was just like, I don't think. Do you think Wallin's like uh, a tune-up right now? Do you think he's like a can? I don't think he's a can anymore. I think he's a competitive uh, fighter. I, I, but the, the, I mean, there's a wide gap between being a can and being a jag, just a guy. You know, he's he's you know he's not a can, but I don't even think he's top ten. No, I don't think he's top ten either. I don't think he is. But I, at the be old, that age would age better. This guy's not top ten. Has beaten nobody of note. Uh, if like, I, well, I'll say this: if he was when he was supposed to fight Dylan White, I thought he was going to beat Dylan White. So I would that age would have been that, that win would have aged pretty well if he would have beat Dylan White. That's what I, that. that do it first, and then one. No, then no, one. that's fair. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying I think it's going to at the point when he fought him, like it was just a can. Like that's what he was considered. He was considered like a can. And I was like, and then I think after we walked away from that fight, and brought, and Fury had a tough fight in that fight, you're kind of like, um, you know, people were like, well, was that just a bad Fury? Was that a bad Fury performance? But I'm like, oh, maybe it's just, I think people are starting to think about it. Maybe like, well, it's just actually kind of good. I think that's what it is. I mean, I, I think I think he just, he got a cut. He cut Fury. Anybody could get cut in a fight. That's Nobody. true. How good or bad you are, and then Fury was had it. Honestly, that fight should have been stopped. To be honest, with you. that's how bad that cut was. It was really bad. Yeah, they didn't want to stop it because they thought Fury would lose. No, of course, <laughs> no. But uh, 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 what 
my thing is, it's like Fury's having trouble with that cut. It wasn't like, oh shit, he cut him and then he he was beating him up and then in the process of beating him up, he cut him. It was kind of like, you know, regular fight and then he got cut and then he started doing good and Fury kind of had to dig deep to pull it out. But I, I don't want to give him too much credit for for a loss. No, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, okay, but yeah, okay, but there are losses that you could get credit in though, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, yeah, but my, I, thing is, my thing is, like, what has he done since? I don't he know. He beat Dominic Brazil after that, and then he kind of had, like, a uh, – he kind of had, like, a, a tough fight against, like, a – well, remember, he's supposed to fight Dylan White. Dylan White pulls that he has an injury when he clearly does that. He just wants to fight Tyson Fury. And then um, – so he has to have, like, a late late replacement, stay busy fight, and he kind of looks a little, you know, shaky in that fight. So, like I'm saying, yeah, he's not – he hasn't done anything to solidify him like as a noble win or like as a credible contender or anything like that. But I just think that at what that that fight was when it happened, and to what we think of Wallen now, it's like a big improvement. Even if it's just like you said, a jag, a, just a guy, which yeah, I never heard I, the expression like, before, and like, I like it. But like, yeah, like Brazil, Brazil ain't a bum. He's no, like, you know he's not uh, like uh, he's just jag. He's just a guy, like just somebody in the heavyweight division. That's it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's not, I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's wrong to say. What do you think if Fury fights Chisora, but then he fights Usyk beginning of next year? Would you be critical of him? I mean, it's hard to be critical of him in that situation. Nah, right? nah. No, I, I respect that. I, I still would be very disappointed like Chisora. Like, we already seen it. What, honestly, I don't think he's going to fight Chisora. I'll be honest with you. I think he's oh, going to fight. Like, I feel like that's signed and done. But, which, who do you feel like he's signed? It's signed already? I, well, not... like, I mean, they're leaning heavy that that fight's happening. I, I just don't understand why he's doing that. Like, it's not like he's coming off a long layoff. Like, he just fucking fought this yeah. year. Like, what's the I, what's the point of that? Like, you're, like, the best heavyweight in the world, and you're supposed to, like, fight, like, you know, the best, like, every single time. Like, you shouldn't well, get a tune-up fight. It's just stupid. Well, it's like, uh, I always was remember when Canelo fought Yeardrum, and everybody was so pissed off about it. Yeah, that was weird. Even as a Canelo fan, that fight was weird. But I always thought, like, well, he's like his four, he's going to fight four times this year. If he's one of them is bad, like one of them is like a, a stay busy tune up fight that he's going to get paid for, I can't complain. You know what I mean? Like, the other only other option was he doesn't fight this weekend. You know what I mean? Like, if he's going to, if I'm, okay, if I'm of a weekend where it's like, do you want to watch Canelo fight? Or the other option is you don't watch Canelo fight. I'm going to be like, ah, I'd rather watch Canelo fight. So if like Fury doesn't fight Chisora and he just waits to fight, um, Usyk, I mean, I don't. What's the difference? Is the, is just waiting better than just getting a, a payday for himself? I, I I don't. I really kind of just think we're kind of overly critical of Fury at this point. I yeah. get it. He does it to himself, but uh, it's just kind of like now we just everything he does bro, pisses bro, off. But Chisora, bro. Yeah, like, you already fought him. Like, it could have been anybody this, else. I'll tell you why, because Chisora's a name. I'll tell you that's why. Because a name over there in the yeah, UK. You, he, you fought this guy twice already. Well, like, we don't need to see it a third time. No, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you. It, 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 I don't think it's going to be a competitive fight. I'm not trying to sell that this is a good fight. I'm just saying, like, you know, I just if it doesn't, like, if he doesn't fight at all, and just fight Usyk. I don't know what the difference if he just if he chooses to fight Chisora in between. I, I understand what you're saying, but there's no guarantee he's fighting Usyk next. I, I, I feel I feel like there is. I feel like he's gonna fight Usyk. That's the whole thing. Because I, I think he would have fought Usyk now, but I think that Usyk said he was uh, injured. He wanted to take a break, and that, that's why this this came up. All right. I mean, hey man, Let, let's let's hope it happens. Let's hope it happens. Well, you think he? Because I mean, what, what else would he do? You know what I mean? Like undisputed is right there. He's gonna want that. He I, ha- I don't know what what to do with this dude, man. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't know what like he's uh, very unpredictable. 
That's true. That that's that, that's very true. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna argue against Tyson Fury being unpredictable. I even I can't make that case. But yeah, he is unpredictable. So yeah, we have to see what happens. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I uh, my the way I'm thinking about it is like Usyk's gonna happen, and then I think that if he fights Usyk, then he would uh, maybe find another fight and wait for Anthony Joshua to be ready, and then he takes that fight, and then it's gonna be like at the end of his career, it's gonna be like kind of hard to have any knock towards him if he has Wilder, Usyk, Joshua, Klitschko on there. Like that's that's pretty amazing run. I guess yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, hey, he he, he definitely. He's definitely the best heavyweight right now. There's there's no debate in that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. there's it's not not at all. And but like I said, I, I still watch him and Wilder go go again. If honestly, if it came down to it, I would watch them go again. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Would, I would too. But Wilder has to earn it. I'm not. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Like I... uh, go ahead, go ahead, Carlos. All right. Yeah, that's why I said like if he was to beat Andy Reese, which is very likely, and then he like beats Joshua, and then like an Usyk maybe, like. If that is, if he goes on a run like that, then like yeah, he has to fight Fury. Like that fight, like that would be like, that would be like very predictable. Like that has to happen. What's what's like the realistic run for him? So you would say, okay, of course I think we all know Ruiz is next. Yeah, and then he, if think, he beats Ruiz, what probably, like probably Joshua? The Joshua? I, I want to say like that. It re- really makes no sense why that fight can't be made. The, the yeah. money's there. It's like clear. It's just like this whole the zone, uh, PBC beef. And Showtime beef that I, I don't I don't know if it they could get past that to make that fight, um, yeah. but that fight would make a lot of sense. Like it make a lot of sense. I just think that Josh was gonna go on like this this tour they're talking about where they're gonna take him all over the world and he's gonna fight guys that are like I guess respectable opponents, but not like like what Broadway said like the you know uh, like a like a Wallin like a Zhang like those guys. He's gonna fight those guys, get some wins. The zone's gonna get their money's worth for this new deal they have with them, and then they might do something with them, like a tough fight, like Wilder or Fury. So I don't know if I wouldn't say Josh would be after that. So I think it's like Ortiz. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Andy Ruiz, and then honestly, like you might have to go like a Joyce if if you're just waiting for Usyk. Yeah, and Fury, you true. might have to go Joyce, Joyce. and that's like yeah. a really interesting fight. I was gonna say Joyce after um after Joshua, but yeah, I guess you can do that one after Ruiz. I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of options out there for him, man. So it just depends on, like, which one it is, like, after Ruiz. Because the Ruiz fight, like, that one's next, like, for sure, 100%. I mean, they both fight on the same network. And yeah, they yeah, said that's, that's going to happen next for, for Eliminator. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you said Joshua going on the world tour, fighting Cans and shit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say Cans, but I would say, like, just, you know, like the, the bottom of the top 10 for sure. I, I, Put it like this: If he if he want to come to Brooklyn, man, me and him could get it on in the park. <laughs> It'll be like when uh, Tyson. Remember when Tyson came back and he was fighting with the headgear on? He was fighting guys with headgears on, like in, in arenas. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh was gonna do that, like on a grand scale. I think he's gonna fight Zane. I'm, I'm through, man. I, listen, with 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 Joshua, I know. He don't got a chin, so I at least got to punch his chin. You're going to test it. You're going to test that chin. <laughs> see, see what he's got. Don't take me up on that offer, AJ. <laughs> Listen, don't take me up on that offer. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, you might have enough buzz to pull it off. Now, It'll you know like... who I do want to fight? You know who I do want to fight? I want to fight Le'Veon Bell. I'm being dead. This, I'm being dead serious. I, Why? I, I want to put hands on Le'Veon Bell because he, he sucked trash. ass for the Jets. He was trash on the Jets. And now he he in boxing now. So since you in boxing, and you were trashing my on the Jets, ruined my fantasy league. I want to put hands on Levy. 
He's fighting uh, pretty coming up. He's going to fight uh, Uriah Hall from the UFC. I, I want the winner. I want the <laughs> in boxing though. No UFC, no none of that shit. Nobody kicking my legs. But it, it, listen, Le'Veon Bell, if you're listening, I want to put hands on you, brother. <laughs> I, I want that fight. I want that fight. Just give me he, six months. He looked minutes. all right against Adrian Peterson. He looked all right. I would have knocked both of them bums out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, hopefully, we can set that up. Yeah, set it up, man. Maybe set it up. We could do we could do it in his hometown. We could do it in New York, wherever. Just know that anytime he got a tweet from a, a fantasy football owner that he didn't like, I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for the fantasy football owners that drafted him and he ruined them when he played for the Jets. When I knock him out, I'm going to do it for them. I'm going to be a pay-per-view main event. Football player who ever drafted Le'Veon Bell while he was in the Jets. And that knockout is going to be dedicated to them. I want to say, like, you know, like, at one point, if you would have said this, like, that seems impossible. But just the way, like, the industry is right now, this is very possible to catch fire. And this could happen. Like, honestly, I never would put it out of the realm of possibility. Like, you see, like, that one, like, yeah, like, that one uh, radio uh, guy from, I think he's, like, from New York, too, who got into a Paul Malnagy. And then they end up boxing, like, at an event. They literally end up boxing at an event. That's funny. No, I I, I know about that, but. Listen, man, if Le'Veon Bell is man enough to fight a, a boxing YouTuber, I'm with it. I would knock his fucking block off. I could guarantee you that. <laughs> how, how, how much time would you need to prepare for this fight? I, I would need six months. I, I would need... <laughs> That's a long camp. Dude. That's yeah. a long camp. I would need, hey, man, uh, you know what it is? Like, do I, like, put it like this. I, I would need, all right, give me, give me three months. Is that too much? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We can make that oh, happen. So... Whatever, but I, I would I would need to know I would need to start negotiating this soon. That way I know it's serious. And then while we negotiate I'll start working out, start getting the shit, and then I'll have the three month camp. Boom. And then boom, I, I would fucking break his jaw. Well, wait, hey, in, the ring, in. in the ring, clearly. Well, I don't well, I don't want to make it seem like on some street <laughs> shit. This is in the ring. What well, wait does that mean that? I mean ain't he a heavyweight? Yeah, he's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. Yeah, so there we go. We do that heavyweight. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, what well, weight would you feel comfortable at? Like that you want to come in at? Me, the thing is, I like I, I, I probably could fight like at 185. Like that's like if I was in fight, you're really cutting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're telling me, yeah, all right, like no, like seriously, what weight class would you? I'd probably be like 185. That's probably where I'd probably be my best at. But like if the fight has to happen at heavyweight, I ain't ducking. I, whatever, fuck it, let's do it at heavyweight. I love this. I love this. I that's mean, a pay- that's the main event on a pay per view, bro. <laughs> yo, I would knock him out. I get out. Yo, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I would knock him out, man. Okay, if he knocks out the UFC fighter, would you feel less confident? Yo, no, 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 because the, that UFC fighter don't got the passion and hate for him <laughs> that I do. I want to knock this. Yo, he ruined my fantasy league, bro. Listen again. Th- I, this is personal between. <laughs> he wasn't trash on my team, my personal team that I root for. He was trash on my fantasy team. So it's personal between me and Le'Veon, man. <laughs> I hope it happens, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll push for it. Fun. Yeah, you know, you know, I'll push for it. If you, I want to get an undercard, I'm trying to think of what celebrity I want to fight. I'll fight. Lo- I'll fight Logan Paul. You'll fight honestly. Logan Paul. I'll fight Logan Paul. Right, I'll fight so Logan Paul. Or I'll fight um who's the top G guy? Um Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. I'll fight Andrew Tate. 
for sure. You know, I I would say I I, I would fight Jake Paul, but that dude's like way too big for me. So yeah, fuck that. Now I seen Andrew Tate do mitts. Yeah, nah, nah. I, I got you winning that, Ezra. Oh yeah, that's why I seen. That's why I'm saying that. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying. I'm picking fights that I could win. I'm not even that. That's why I didn't say Jake Paul because like I feel like I would beat Jake Paul in a fight, and I I really mean that. But I I feel like that's like more like up in the air almost right now in the state that I'm in. But I feel like Logan Bly feel confident in in what, what, Andrew what Tate. Wait. What weight, what class would you feel comfortable fighting? I'm at, at I'm at 220 right now. I feel like if I got in shape and really went for it, I, I'd probably be like 180 something. So 180 is fine. I know Logan fights around there. I know Andrew Tate's were, were right around there. So yeah, oh, 180. Would be fine. Trying to set it up with me, bro. That's kind of the weight class I said. Well, and your fucking mic, bro. I hate my. Mic. That's God. That's God trying to save you. Yeah, it must be. Uh, it must be. I said, hey, you, Ezra, you gonna don't be, even say you wouldn't be in the main event. What happened? Was that close? I said Broadway is gonna be on the main event against Davion Bell, and you're gonna be the comedy. Yeah, event. I'll go. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll be the comedy. I have. That's, that's the thing is, I'm not too prideful. Like, I'll take a comedy. I'll take a comedy event as long as the money's <laughs> right. What do I care? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need a good, a good chunk of change because I'm, I'm gonna do some Mayweather type promoter for this, and um, and then yeah, I'm, I'm gonna become a superstar after I knock this dude out. See, this is funny because like this because I have stupid thoughts like this all the time. Like I would think like sometimes I think like what kind of what amount of money would it take? Like say some reason right like Jake Paul was like. I'm going to fight this guy. And he put me up on every video and just like built it up. Right. And I would think like, what amount of money would it take for me to like really take this? Cause you got to think like pride wise, like you could lose a lot of pride. Like I know people always say that like I have nothing to lose. Like that's not true. You always have something to lose. Right. There's like pride in yourself, embarrassment, like all those things. And I was thinking like, what would it take for me to fight Jake Paul? Like what amount of money? I think 500 grand does it. I think 500 grand. I, I take that fight. All right, here's an interesting one. How much money would it take for you, for both of you to fight Deontay Wilder? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm good on that, bro. I'm good on that. No, no enough it. money. I do it for a meal. Nah, yeah, meal, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it because yo, he could literally kill me if it, yeah, like it true. landed flush on me. Yeah, nah. but you gotta you gotta think of this though, like. And then when you wake up, he's gonna you're gonna just hear in your voice to this day, to this day, to this day. Nah, nah. <laughs> I will only fight like a real professional champion or something like that if he's like anybody who's middleweight or smaller. Other than that, like I'm not fighting no Canelo or Benavidez. Yeah, fuck that. Better be a fuck that shit. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I thought about like I was like maybe I should do one one comeback fight because like I'm on one. Like I need to go get the one win right. And I was thinking of doing it at heavyweight. I was like, don't cut. Just get in shape at this weight you're at. And just do a heavyweight, like a, a, a lower end heavyweight fight, and just be like, I, I was, I went from one fifty four to heavyweight, like, and I, I obviously was cutting too much weight because I'm, I'm one and zero heavyweight, yeah, so I, I was I, obviously draining myself. I, that I would could, be my thing. I <laughs> draining yourself. I could get you a fight in DR. I'm being serious too, if you really want. Yeah, I could, I could get one in Mexico for sure. Like, I, I could, I could, I could make it happen, but I just don't like. I think about it and then like I'm like oh, I don't I don't I don't know if this is a good idea because I can't lose again. It's cool to be on one. You can't be on two. That's not as fun. On one's cool. Like it's kind of ah, bro. You it. get a fucking can. Well, you're not fighting fucking Julio Cesar Chavez. Yeah, bro. yeah, but you know, but it's heavyweight though. You know, it's a can, but it's a, it's a heavyweight can. You know what I mean? Is that it, like it's still risky? Get the dude that uh, Richard Torres just knocked out. Oh yeah, I, I could get that guy. That's what's funny to me is like the I, th I don't know if we talked about this last time, but just like the concussion thing. It's like, uh, what up, G Funky? 
let me know if you want to hop on. I put the stream up there. Um, but uh, shout out. Um, this is funny. Like with the like, I've seen like Steven Espinoza talking about like, oh, this the the concussions in the NFL. It's horrible, and they're not doing their job. I'm just like, dude, we they put in cans all the time to get knocked out by their prospects, knocked out brutally too. And then they show the highlight like a thousand times. So I'm like, come on, like we, we really, we really, you does boxing really have a place to stand on against concussions and uh, doing their best to protect fighters? Like I, I don't believe it. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, like that, 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 that fight, like that dude should not have been sanctioned. But and, and it, let's just, just like let's just say you didn't know how good or bad that guy was. Let's just use Francisco Vargas versus Rayo Valenzuela as an example. Yo, that's one of the most criminal mismatches I've seen in my life. Yo, that guy has taken way too many shots. If, if listen, if I if I ran a commission, he wouldn't even be able to step in the building where to apply for a license, let alone me me giving him one. That dude has been in through way too many wars, taking way too many shots to the head. And uh yeah, they made that fight and shit. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, we, we were both in. Like you said, for sure, you were like standing on thing. But I know it's like Gamboa and him. It's like why, why are they putting him in with, yeah, you yeah. know, top up and coming guys? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. So it's like I, I just can't like stand when like, promoters or at least network guys are like talking about the NFL's thing. I'm like, we well, we have a big problem here too. No one wants to talk about it because no one really cares. It's more a big deal when a star NFL quarterback gets knocked out than like a can that no one really cares about gets knocked out but it's still a big problem in the sport it's still very dangerous you know what i mean and you see you i'm telling you the youtuber thing like this thing i know people think it's funny and all these things there's guys that could legit like the thing is like matching up youtubers is not a correct way to match up someone that's like matching up uh electricians like it's not by skill level this is by an occupation that has nothing to do with boxing you can't match up someone and say oh the two youtubers are fighting no one guy could legit fight and the other guy can't just because they do yeah. the same occupation doesn't mean that they're gonna match up well in the ring and these dudes are getting knocked out cold now like like it's bored it's it's actually dangerous now like they're getting put to sleep like they, they, this is not gonna end well like there's gonna be something ugly that happens because you're putting a guy one guy that is literally never been in a fight with his life, has no idea how to fight, and you put another guy that does know how to fight, and it's just going to always end viciously, and that's like, I don't know, that's a that's going to end ugly, and it's no one's going to talk about it until it does, but it's so a, easy thing to uh, avoid. It's a very easy thing to avoid. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, don't 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 talk too much because then Le'Veon Bell ain't going to want to take <laughs> might see me might be like, man, I seen what De Los Santos did to Rayo. These Dominicans, they coming in hot. You know what? Let me not take that fight. That's don't true. Go, That's true. The Dominicans are okay. Dominicans are up so big right now that honestly, like fighting any Dominican is risky. I really, I really feel like that right now. There's, like, there's something in the air. There's a confidence in the air. Yo, and you, got, know, you know what sucks, man, is that yo in, in DR like Dominicans, we're like big people. Like we're like of the bigger sized humans, and like yo, we don't got not one fucking heavyweight. All y'all want to do is play fucking baseball. None of y'all want to box. We got an MMA fighter now, but like we 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 need we need. I want a Dominican heavyweight. Yo, you go to DR. Yo, seeing somebody who's six five is not like a like a rare thing. It's like you're gonna see some big motherfuckers. You would think too, because you know, like a lot, like you said, like a lot of those guys play sports to like you know uh, for like to get out or like you know have an opportunity and a better life or something like that. Like you would think someone that would look at boxing and be like, yeah, there's not a lot of competition here. Like I should. I should look to probably transition here. Like, I don't know. People don't go where, like, it's something's obviously 
there's an opening for, I feel like. It's just a culture thing. Once once people see you six one six two six three baseball, they they put a bat and bow on your hand. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, come over here. And 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 to your point, the people that go, nah, I want to veer off to something else. Usually, they choose basketball. Like it, it, in Europe, yo, there's a lot of Dominicans that play basketball in Europe. Like a lot. Like in Italy and in Spain, there's a, like those pro, pro teams. They have, every pro team has like at least one Dominican. So. You know, a lot of dudes, yeah, they don't make the NBA, but they're making these Euros out in, in overseas. Some some of these guys play in two, three leagues. Like uh, there was this guy, he, he's Dominican. He, he actually went to Louisville. His name was Edgar Sosa. He, he played in uh, he played in like two, three leagues at a time. Like he played in Israel, Italy, and Spain. So like one one season, when he would just go. He'd just go to the other one. Just be like a, yeah. Uh... Bro, I'm about to throw this mic out the window. I really don't know what's going on. Rearranges. Um, was gonna say, and I like you're speaking to like, like culturally, it's like that. And like I was thinking about like LA. I, LA is not producing like boxers, like high level boxers, just at all. Not as much as you would like possibly think they would, right? Like I, in my mind, like just think about it. Like I would think we we be producing so many boxers that be all top prospects coming out from LA all the time. It's not. It's not. It's rarely ever happening. I was trying to think why. Maybe because we have a lot of pro gyms here. So a lot of pro gyms, you get a lot of guys from, you know, the trainers aren't trying to build guys. Like Joe Goose is not trying to build someone. Freddie Roach is not trying to build someone. Like he just isn't. I'll answer that question. So what's happening is the same thing that's happening in New York is happening in LA. Real estate is so high Mm, that mm. opening up a boxing gym and paying the rent off of membership when these kids fucking could build their parents could barely pay rent is so unrealistic. That's what's happening. So a lot of these, like, you know, a, a lot of these football leagues, baseball leagues, basketball leagues was a hundred, two hundred dollars for the league fee. And sometimes the coach goes, you know, don't even worry about it. Just pay me half or, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. in boxing is monthly. You got to pay me a hundred dollars a month and you got to pay the trainer a hundred dollars a week. And your kid might get hurt, so you're gonna have to pay some hospital bills. You're gonna have to buy him a mouthpiece and gloves and headgear and shoes and trunks, and it's like it gets a little too expensive. So it's like, nah, you know what? And then the gym is not making enough money to pay the rent, so they close down. Yo, the, yeah, gyms are hard to stay open. I don't know, like if you really try to look at the finances of a gym, like it doesn't even make sense how they stay open. It really doesn't. Yeah, yo, all, almost a lot of legendary gyms that were in New York. They're not open no more. It's just, it's, that's what it is. And then yeah. again, gotta remember, you, th- honestly, the, the gym membership sometimes is doable. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I could fucking scrape up a hundred dollars a month for my son. But then the trainer wants, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars a week, two hundred dollars a week. You're like, I don't got that. You know, you, you know, you're working two, three jobs. You, you're a poor mom, and you just want to put your kid as. In, in, in boxing, because you know he he has he want you want him to learn self defense. He's like ah, I don't got that kind of money. You know what? I'll just put him in baseball. Yeah, it, it, it's true. I mean, like I said, like a wild card, like they ain't making no money off just like the people that just go there to train. Like they're just not they're not making money off that. Like their whole thing, the only reason they're up is because they have guys that fight at championship level because they got Manny Pacquiao, they had James Tony, they had guys like that. That's what generates the money to keep that place going. But if it was just like, oh, just the people that train here just for, you know, for fun, for casual, that's it's it's not going to keep that afloat. 
It just isn't. And that's that's a big problem. I don't know how they counteract that. I don't know who, you know how they get money in it because also too like they're not building boxing gyms like that anymore. Like anything that's like a boxing gym that's going to make money is going to be like a uh what is that called? Like those um like cardio gyms like where you use an instructor and everybody you know it's mostly like women and they're all like hitting the bag together it's it's, yeah it's it's the amateur system like the amateur system i guess like for in this area at least in la and over here it's bad it's really really bad and i was thinking about too like when i was boxing we didn't really have any good amateurs It's, it's like all the guys were just transplants like from somewhere else like it wasn't like homegrown guys doing anything yo bro let me put it to you like this yo when i was coming up when in the boxing game, yo, New York Golden Gloves was like, it was a big thing in New York. It was, it was a big thing. Like the finals, they used to hold it at the, the Little Room in Madison Square Garden. You would win, they'll give you a real 14 karat gold chain with boxing gloves. And the boxing glove had a real uh, 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 two karat diamond in it. It, it. This is like legit. Uh, a lot, a lot of celebrities, like local New York celebrities, would show up and for the finals and stuff like that. Yo, I just found out. I was so out of the loop with with the amateur boxers. I just found out they haven't ran the the, the New York Golden Gloves in like three, four years. Yo, I'm like, what? The New York Golden Gloves? And there's like, yeah, this is where Paulie came out of Riddick Bow. What, what did they do? Well, what, what was the reason for it? They didn't, no money went or what? Uh, uh, uh. Not enough people were signing up. I guess I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. Let me not. Let me not say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. But I, I'm guessing not enough people were signing up, or there wasn't enough funding. But my point is, this was always a big deal. The, the Daily News used to sponsor it. So Daily News, what they would do is they would they would have a, 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 a like a one one page in the sports page of the results, and if a kid had an interesting story, there will be a whole profile piece. And, and, you know, you can read about him and, and, you know, you look, oh, he's from the Bronx. Oh, this guy's from Brooklyn. Oh, you know, this, that, and the third. And you kind of follow along by reading the newspapers and they will give you the schedules of where they will have the fights. Oh, the heavyweights, welterweights, and lightweights, they're all going to fight in Brooklyn in this high school for the semifinals. So, you know, you would read that in the newspaper and you, you would get a whole bunch of your boys to go watch that and then you go to finals. You would read, I mean, whatever, like the quarterfinals, you would read where that was at, you will drive there. And then the finals, you knew it was at the little room in Madison Square Garden. And you're like, oh, shit, you know, it's kind of a cool experience. Everybody from the amateur boxing system is there. You get to maybe meet Fat Joe there or you meet, you know, Mano or, you know, some, you know, these... Uh, some, yeah, yeah. Be less celebrities. It was a big thing in New York, and, and I recently found out like that shit don't exist. I was like, "What?" It bugged me out. But yeah, New, New, that's why New York. Who we got? We got Chris Colbert, Edgar Belanga, and Shushu Carrington. That's the only three we got. And Jahai Tucker. And I, I no disrespect to those guys. I, and maybe with the exception of Shushu, None of those guys look like superstars. And even Shushu, I'm not saying he is going to be a superstar. I'm just saying, like, I haven't seen anything as of yet for me to say that. I'm not saying he is or isn't. Yeah, I like. I mean, I think those are two pretty good prospects. But, yeah, no, I get you, though. I get you. And it's not a lot of guys that are bringing out. And I don't think people realize how important the amateur system is to boxing and how important, like, Olympic uh, the Olympics is to boxing because 
what the Olympics does is it generates buzz, right? It generates buzz, and then you bring those guys in, and they already have a set storyline. They have a set buzz to them. They have a set expectation to them. If you start losing the amateur system, you start losing the thing, it, it, you need to develop talent like you do. And someone's going to have to put money in. Someone's going to have to generate an idea. Some uh, That's what the, the UFC, they, they, they put money in these lower leagues. Like these uh, lower promotions wouldn't be surviving, but the UFC puts money into them because it knows that it needs a feeder system. Right, that's why the NFL works with the NCAA. Right, it works with the college football because they know they need a feeder system, and the, the boxing doesn't have that. And if it doesn't start generating it, it doesn't start working on it. You're going to lose a lot of talent. You need talent constantly coming in and out of boxing. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like, we still have America still has a good amateur system, but it's just honestly Ohio. Ohio really, honestly, Ohio runs boxing. Yeah, but you need to, but you need to get it all over. Like you need to get it places like New York. You need to get it like places like LA. You need to get big cities behind it. it you know what I mean? Because that's it's just you the, gotta the, go find the talent. The big cities is the ones not producing. Because yeah, look, look, look where what's his name is from? Uh, Crawford. He, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's from Omaha, and then Ohio, all over Ohio, like oh, they producing guys. I mean, Shakur's from Newark. I mean that's not a big city, but it's definitely yeah. not a big city either. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you just need to keep constantly be growing it. And like, remember, we're gonna lose the Olympics. Like that's not gonna happen anymore. Right? Yeah, have boxing Olympics. So someone has to take control of that um, and create some kind of tournament. I mean, it would make a lot of sense for DAZN to kind of like try to find that little niche in the market to do that, right? Because they they have the streaming service to be easier to access on there, and it, they could put it whenever they want. You know, it'd be hard to put that on. A Fox. It'd be hard to put that on the ESPN. It'd be hard to put that on those things. But like at the streaming service, it makes a lot of sense. So someone's got to find it. Like if you're not going to have Olympics anymore, then I honestly think that could be honestly a plus in a weird way. Because if you could create a tournament and create buzz around it and create storyline, Brian, and create shoulder uh, content around it, then that can really grow like these guys. And you can create a feeder system. You could create buzz for these prospects. You create like a college basketball. You create college football. I, I love that idea, but but getting back to what you were saying with the big cities producing uh, uh producing uh more talent is the honestly the the government of the cities will have to get involved because we used to have a, a PAL uh program here police uh, athletic league yeah they, they had gyms all over New York and I guess I don't know if they ran out of funding. I don't know what happened, but the bunch of gyms closed down. Uh, all those PAL. There's only one that's still left, and that's because Teddy Atlas. Uh, you know, I don't know if he funded it or if he pulled some strings, but there's only one left, and that's where where all these guys train. Where that's where Shushu trains. That's where uh, uh, Luis Reynaldo Nunez, a Dominican who I just interviewed, that's where he trains. Uh, a bunch, a bunch, uh, almost uh, Chris Colbert, a bunch of almost everybody from New York trains there. Uh, yeah, I think the government needs to get involved because look, Mike Tyson came from the New York, you know, like he was gonna be a fucking stone cold criminal. So I, I think the government needs to open up these PAL leagues again, fund them, understand that the purpose of them is not just oh yeah these people getting kids to box is like no you're getting kids that are hyper aggressive to get that energy out to learn discipline to fucking who may not have a father in their house to meet a a, a a trainer that maybe he looks at him as a father and respects him and has something to lose like you know what i'm not gonna shoot that guy because 
I got to fight next week. Literally, no, no, it's true. It's, it's true. But uh, like I said, the, the, the government there is not gonna get buying boxing anymore. Like boxing is just not that sport anymore. Like they, they did that a lot when back when you had Sugar Ray Leonard and and those eras, and you had Evander Holyfield in the '90s. But now it's not. It's just not gonna happen. Like they're just not. That's not one sport. They'd rather get behind the soccer league or something like that. It's just no. But but soccer league is not. It's not. It's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, but as far as like someone. Yeah, I no, I get you. I get the logic, but I'm just saying, like, the government's just not gonna get behind it. Like, just the, it's just the wrong climate for them to get behind boxing. So it's gonna have to take like someone put their money. You know who actually has a system like this is uh Jake Paul. Jake Paul funds a lot of uh, uh gyms. He he realizes the gyms can't keep going, right? So he will pay. He will pay like, okay, I run a charity here, and this money will go to this gym, and that will keep the gym going, right? A boxing gym going. It would take someone like that to come in. Like I told you, the UFC. It, they're very smart with what they do, right? And the reason why they don't want to pay their fighters is because if they pay their fighters, they feel like they're not going to be able to create this giant business that does a lot more things in the UFC. It it, it funds other uh, promotions that have these lower-level fights. It pays for gyms, right, all over so they can have the training institute. So they have talent. They can get them there and develop them and get them better, right? They have, they, they have a few techniques on how to do this. Boxing needs something like that. They need someone to... It's a, you know they need more money in the sport. Honestly, it's just that's just the truth of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I definitely do feel like the interest is there. Like, no, uh, it's definitely never had more buzz than it does right now. I mean, never has more buzz than it does well, right now. Like, I don't want to say never. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying like recently, in years, in years, yes. yeah, in years, it has that like buzz. The boxing has right now. The buzz is huge. No, and, and I'm even talking about buzz from interest in participating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think and it, I feel like a lot of kids would be willing to. It's just a matter of being able to afford it and being inaccessible. I, I remember Shannon Briggs was on Mike Tyson podcast, and they're from Brownsville, Brooklyn. This is like the worst part of New York, and and I'm not here disrespecting. If anybody who's from Brownsville listening, I'm just saying like you know, crime is fucking high as shit over there. And they were talking about opening up a gym and they're going to call it the Brownsville Brooklyn Academy or Boxing Academy or something like that. And I don't know what's up with that, but I ain't hear about that. That's something I would have heard about. I, got, I keep my ear close to the streets out here in New York. And I haven't heard about them opening up that gym. I would like them, somebody to open up that conversation up again. If, you know what, matter of fact, I got I to gotta try to get Shannon Briggs on my show and ask him about that because... That yo, listen, just Brownsville, Brooklyn is just a neighborhood. It's not, it's not a borough. It's not. It's like uh, probably like fifty thousand people live there, and they produced Zab Judah, Mike Tyson, Curtis Stevens, Shannon Briggs, uh, Shushu Carrington, uh, Riddick Bo. He's actually from East New York, which is my neighborhood, but. When he started boxing, was in Brownsville, so that's him too. Uh, that's six right there. Uh, that's six people off the top of my head that came out of Brownsville, Brooklyn, this small area. Uh, oh, Daniel Jacobs is also from Brownsville. So, like, uh, it, it, they need a gym out there. They really, really need a gym in Brownsville. There's a lot of talent out there. Those kids are hyper aggressive, and they they poor, and they need they need something to focus on. Yo, hit a fucking bag and punch somebody in the face, but with headgear and a mouthpiece, and then shake hands right after. Yeah, it, the thing is too, like the thing is too, like they want to build that gym, but you need the guy to run it, and you, you need a guy that understands first of all that 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 area, but also has like 
you know, to run a gym, it's like you're there 24 seven. Like, honestly, it, it, that's what it takes. You're there. We're dealing with a lot of personalities and you're just committed to it. You're committed to like the grind of it. So that's also hard too. It's, it's a lot of contributing factors. The one thing is I, I always say, it's like a lot of people push their kids like into football. And uh, like, I'm just gonna say if like for, for a lot of Mexican people, like they push their kids into football. And they say, like, oh, I want them to go pro. And it's like, your kid's never going to go pro. Your kid's not going to be over 180 pounds. Like, it's just not going to happen. Okay? Ah, ah. Like, why don't you put them in a sport where, like, it's fair, right? Like, where all the si- their size doesn't matter. You don't get put in with the guy that's your size, right? But they put them in a football, basketball, and baseball. I'm just like, you're just not going to be big enough, okay? It's just the truth of it. If you just go to an NFL game, get a good seat. Get good seats at an NFL game. Cooper Cup is way bigger than most people that you will see in this world, right? He's a lot bigger than what you think a small guy on TV. He's huge. He's as big as your door. Okay, so like they put your kids into these things. I just think it's a waste of time, especially if you're like, I don't no problem. Like, just go have fun. I'm all for it. But those parents are like really pushing their kids to go pro. I could eliminate their hopes right now, like 10 years old, because you're just not going to have the size to do it. Go do a sport where the, the size isn't a factor. Like, that's how you market boxing. It's like, hey, you really want a chance to doing something in a sport? This is a sport right here. This is a sport right here where because size is not the thing. You kind of have some control of that. It's not like a random factor or anything like that. Like, you can control that part. So I don't know. I, there, there, there's there's ways to market it and all that, but it just it, it needs to get the right people behind it. Yeah, for, for the record, uh, I'm I'm bigger than Cooper Cup. I just looked him up. He's taller than me by an inch, but I'm 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 heavier than him. So I go go look at Cooper Cup. Like just with the, his size, this dude is wide as hell. I'm just telling you, he's wide as hell. Like I seen him and I was like, I was stunned how big he was because you know like he looks small on TV. Like on TV compared to all the other guys, you're like, oh, he's small. He's a big dude. I love it. I love the confidence. Uh, <laughs> say, where, where were your guys' thoughts of Caleb Plant this past weekend? Oh man, I, again, I was there live, man. Uh, I, I felt like he started off real good. I did like how he was mixing it up uh, upstairs and downstairs, but it got to the point where I don't know if it, if if it was Darrell just not throwing enough punches. Or or Caleb not wanting to engage because that's not his style. His style is more of a counter punches style. But the fight got kind of real, kind not kind of. It got real boring at one point. But then they got really excited to end mm-hmm. it. Man, that that double left hook, one to the body, one to the head. He knocked him out cold. Once it happened, I was like, knock out of the year, knock out of the year. I was screaming my head off in there. I had a lot of fun. Uh, so. I mean, hey, he, I feel like he made a statement. There was a lot of bad blood, a lot of trash talk. And oh, he definitely made a statement. That's, he, I think he got definitely. the last laugh. He got the last yeah. laugh. And that was a WBC eliminator. So uh, for take that for whatever you want it to, to mean. You know? I'm not sure it means much, I'll be honest with you. What do you think, Carlos? What do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, I want to say my bad if I didn't like really like leave any comment on what you guys were talking about earlier. And I just went like silent. I just wanted you guys to talk about that. But yeah, this is what I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, that was fucking brutal, man. God damn. When I saw that shit, like, I was with my cousin, and uh, he's like, doesn't know too much about boxing. So I was just telling him, like, oh, yeah, this is just going to be another just Caleb Plant 12 round decision. And then that shit just fucking happened. This dude just, he, he couldn't believe it. He's like, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I, yeah, that's, I, I, put, I put on my phone, I started recording. I was like, he just put him in the dirt. And it's crazy, man, because, like, yeah, Caleb Plant, like, He's not known for his power. As far as I'm concerned, I think that's the first person who I've genuinely seen him, like, knock him out cold, cold. Like, and for someone who he had, who he had like, 
bad blood with like Darrell was talking crazy amount of shit like a lot of crap you know so it was that was definitely pretty cool he made a statement as well and then that that celebration they did after two man that was just that was that was disrespectful but i kind of liked it so yeah. No. Yeah. It was disrespectful, but I, I, I like disrespectfulness in boxing. Yeah. I'll be honest. And I, I wanted to like get a comment from both of you guys. Like, what did you think about like the whole, like, thing about Anthony Darrell supposedly? I, I actually did uh, see the video, but like, what do you guys think about the whole like thing that he was saying that I, I never said that I'll never let a white boy beat me. Shit like that. I, I, I honestly like. Okay, so like they have a video he of him that saying. Box. Oh, yeah, that. five years ago. Yeah, he said yeah, five that's years what ago. Like when he, too, yeah. when he meant it, like he meant like I didn't say this one, right? Like, okay, first of all, also too, like five years ago is a long time. Like we got, yeah. you know, like what did he say recently? Like that, that's just where I'm gonna yeah. stand with it. I'm not gonna hold five years ago against you. And and I don't also don't know the context of that interview. They could have been joking around. They could have been, you know, I don't know he the context right of that interview. After. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the context of that interview. I'm not gonna hold yeah, that against him. I think that's really dumb. I didn't hear him. That's the funny thing. The funny thing is. <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. I never heard him say it like to the into this fight. I just took it as everybody's word when everybody was saying that me he too, said that. Yeah, I, I was a hundred percent in belief that he said it, and so was Clay Plant. So was everyone. Like everyone was a hundred percent in that he said this. And then when he said that you have no video of me saying this, I was just like, oh yeah, I've never seen him say this. Like that's hilarious. But everyone bought in that he said that. That is yeah. that that's pretty funny. But the thing, uh, that what about what do you guys feel? Because I'm hearing it now. And it, it's funny how boxing works, right? It's funny how, like, it's all about what you did for me lately. Because I really feel like prior to the Canelo fight, Caleb Plant was hyped pretty high. And the people thought when the first time that Caleb Plant and Canelo negotiated and it fell apart, people really said that Canelo was dodging Caleb Plant. They said this. They said he was dodging him. He was preserving his uh, his record. He was not trying to fight anyone tough. And then when the fight happened and Canelo beats him, then it was a sudden, really under uh, rating of Canel of I'm sorry of Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant was ever never that level. He had never really beaten anyone. Remember how he looked against Truex, right? Now he yeah. beats Durrell, and people are saying, "Oh, well, Canelo should fight him again." This version of Caleb Plant will beat Canelo. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I have not heard, heard someone. I haven't heard that. nobody say. Except that. Are, you, are you serious? Except you guys ever? Except Leonard's stupid ass, but that's about it. Oh, that, yeah, this was okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I say on boxing Twitter too much, but I'm definitely this. Well, just pay attention to it that because this buzz is going to happen that this fight, that, that there should be a rematch. And I, I promise you, there this will, this buzz will happen because I, well, that's funny. You guys say you didn't hear that because I've heard that. I heard that a lot today. But, anyways, see, that's just me creating my own uh, content right now. I'm creating an argument that no one's even having. But I'm I don't trying know to, if I'm it's like they're saying it as a troll. Or that they're being serious because if they're I think people are serious. I think people if are serious. If they're serious, then like okay, well, let's just treat it as okay. We'll that. just treat it off. Uh, Leonard Allen would be saying that. What is your thoughts? Do you think that that's uh okay? Look at Frank right here. Frank said, "Yes, this is a thing. I seen it. It's ridiculous. See, wow. making stuff up. Yeah. Okay, but ridiculous. what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? On a rematch? Yeah. Like immediate, like I'm just saying. Well, uh, yeah, if what would you say, or just on the them possibly fighting again in the future? What is your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, if they're to fight again in the future, I mean that that would be cool. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I would favor Caleb Plant, but I definitely would think that he might have a slighter chance because, let's say Canelo maybe gets older, and as of late he hasn't looked as good, and Caleb Plant he's young and he's only getting better, so I would say. It would still be a little bit closer, but I would maybe still favor Canelo. But I wouldn't put it past me to say maybe Plant can pull it off because he was 
I, I don't know if he was winning that fight, but he was doing pretty good. Broadway, the first one. Well, first, uh, don't don't listen. Anybody who has a goatee as terrible as Leonard Ellaby, this <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> Uh, so that, I'll just start off by saying that, and then I, uh, I, what I, what I'll say right after that is, nah, I, well, the way I feel about it is, yo, Canelo <laughs> broke him down and knocked him out. What I, I don't see what would be different. Uh, Caleb Plant is he was having success in that fight. I think I had it five four Canelo at the time. I I don't remember what round they got stopped in. I want to say it was eleventh. Yeah. So I might have had his six for Canelo. I remember I had Canelo win, but I remember feeling like it was a close fight. And but my thing is Canelo is just too sharp, man. He he he, yo those body shots. How red his bot like his body was at the end of the fight. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It he just really broke him down and got him worried about the body. Once he got worried about the body, he looked to his body. Caleb put his arms down. He caught him with a left hook to the head. I just think that, you know, he, he it, it, it will be the same result. I think Canelo will get him out of there. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like I said, if it's an immediate rematch, and of course Canelo wins, but if it's like maybe a couple years in the future, I, I don't know. I, I genuinely think that Caleb Plant maybe has a shot, but I don't know, man. Time will tell. I, I, this is what I think of it. First of all, I, I, I actually like – I'm just gonna say this for now. I don't think. First of all, I don't think it should be immediate. Like, I don't think the plant being Darrell was like, oh, we need to run this back, right? I don't think exactly. that does. Yeah, that. yeah. But I, I all, but I do like. I do like this, and this is new to boxing. I think the fact that someone can work their way back after a definitive loss, being the B side, could work their way back to a guy like Canelo, right? People are definitely more open to that than ever before, because this would never be a conversation before. In the HBO days, the Showtime days, I would literally never see Caleb Plant again. But now it's like he has the opportunity to work his way back to that fight. Now, I think if he wants that fight and that's something realistic that we want to get made, he has to go beat Charlo or Benavides. He beats Benavides, then I'm like, okay, let's make this fight. Let's He's make this fight happen. But let's just say, but let's just say though, he yeah. beats Benavides, right? Then I'm saying, yeah, let's make this fight. It makes sense. Uh, if he beats Charlo, yeah, let's make this fight. That makes sense to me. But he has to, and not just because he needs to prove it to me, but also there's a selling point there that where he has to create the illusion again that he's going to be competitive with Canelo. And the way he does that is by beating guys that people think could beat Canelo. That's yeah. the way you get that. So I, I'm glad that we're having this conversation. I'm glad that he could work his way back there. Not yet. It ain't, we ain't there yet because he's got to beat a guy like that. Being Darrell is a good win for him in his career right now, but it ain't a notable win. It ain't a win saying that you're one of the best guys at 168 right now. It's just not that. The way he did it was drained a lot of buzz. It was perfect, but we need to beat – let's go talk Benavides now. Let's go talk it, it, Charlo it, now. Andre. Is that win going to age better on Canelo's resume? Because from what I understand, Canelo had the weakest <laughs> of all time and – and you know he only fought white people to win undisputed, and, and that should that it should account because of that. You know, so I want to I want to ask you: Do you think that win is going to age well? It, it it already did. It already yeah, did. Exactly. there was two two guys that had their wins age very well, and that was Inouye and Canelo this past weekend, um, and and Fury and Fury. Be honest, well, why? Because in, Inouye beat Emmanuel. Uh, uh, Manuel Rodriguez. Oh yes, and, yes. And yes. Manuel put a, put a beating on uh, uh, Russell this uh, on Saturday. On Saturday, but 
That's what I'm saying. So uh, it's funny because I was just gonna I was gonna tweet this out today, and then for some reason I did it. I don't know what happened, but I was gonna say in 2022, uh, there's really three fighters that got extremely underrated, and that's Canelo Alvarez, who suddenly is like, I mean, you, you're almost like laughed out the room if you say that he could beat one of the top pound for pound guys. It's just um, funny how one loss can just do so much to you, man. Like yeah, one, one loss down your weight class too. Remember that down your weight class. Your, yeah, yeah. And then like even the Triple G fight, like. Even though he didn't knock him out, he, let's be honest, he still dominated that fight. He did like, dominate the fight. I exactly. do think that he looked a little shaky towards the end, though. I, I'm a yeah, honest. I, 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 I thought he might age. I thought he kind of got looked a little older. We'll see how that goes. But I'm just saying he's just definitely underrated at this point. Now, would you agree yeah. with that, Broadway? Uh, I mean, I, I I don't think it's people underrated. I think people just genuinely hate him, yes. so they look for ways to discredit him. I don't think people really think that he's this fucking bum that can't beat nobody. I think people know he's good and just want to want to you know shit on him for whatever reason. Like I I'm not going to mention names cuz I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating on certain people or talking shit behind their back. But there's certain people on Twitter that are very knowledgeable that I'm like, damn, when they speak on, on one of these Twitter spaces, I, I shut up and listen. But when Canelo gets brought up, they get more reasonable. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck happened to the dude who was just breaking down this fight that, you know, I, I he changed my mind on it. I'm like, damn, what happened to that dude that now you fucking talking this crazy dumb shit on Canelo? Like, oh, Canelo this, Canelo that. My problem, people have a problem with the, 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 the fights Canelo picks. But my problem is, is like, that's fair. I do want to see him in some tougher fights. But, yo, at some point, yo, Charlo, Benavidez, Plant, fucking, uh, 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 what was this other guy's name? Andre. They, yo, why, why are they not fighting each other? Not one of these, not, that, those four fighters, not one of them fought each other? Exactly. Like, yeah, that's something. So, so I, 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 Canelo really triggers people. Yeah, he's just like he's just one of those guys. He's just one of those guys that just like triggers feelings in people. He's just one of those guys. And and there's a lot of guys like that in sports. You know what I mean? There's a lot of guys like that in sports. It just just, no way you could be in the middle with them. It's like you either hate them or you love them. And that seems like Canelo is like one of those guys. I just think he's really underrated now uh, at this point. Oh, let me add Frank to the conversation. What's up, Frank? (laughs) What's up, Easy? What's your thoughts on the conversation about Canelo? Oh, uh, I just, yeah, I chimed in because uh, it's going to be interesting. I hope he stays out for a year, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. We're still talking about him. He's going to be gone, and somebody has to fill the void, and I I just can't see anybody doing that right now. Like, these guys are going to really have to step up and make their name, and we've already seen that the opponent uh, David picked, and that's not going to get any buzz. So oh, my God. I, I was going to say something about that, man. So who's who's really going to step up to the plate? The only person, and I was listening to somebody earlier, is Zerto. That's the only person who can make a buzz that really create a demand for Canelo's next appoint, opponent. Forget what he said, but the demand will be insane if Zerto yeah. uh, punishes B-Wall. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you. That, that that could be that could generate some buzz. You don't think if uh, you don't think if Plant and Benavides fight that the winner of that don't you like especially Benavides. Let's say Benavides beats Plant. He would definitely, you would have to admit that that would be a lot of buzz for him to match up. If, if that, but that's what I'm trying to say is if we, that's what we have to see. And then we're seeing by David's next opponent is we're not doing that, that they're not doing that. I mean, you only have a year. You have a year to create that demand. So he fights in February. And he, he, got the, a, 
Yeah, you're right. He has to end the year strong with a plant or a charlo. I agree with you 100%. Well, no, Canelo will, will be back next September. So in between that time, uh, the, how the timelines will play out, if, if Zerto beats Bivol in November, um, I doubt he waits a year. But you understand what I'm trying to say. like yeah, yeah, It's I all going to have to line up and play out a certain way. And can David or any of these guys get two or three fights in to create that demand? I, I don't know if it's two or three fights. I think they just need one. I think one of them just needs to fight each other. I think if Charlo fights uh, Plant and wins, it would be... I think right now Charlo Canelo is already a lot of buzz. But if Charlo beat Plant, I think that that's like... It's a massive buzz for him and Canelo. I think if Benavides beats Plant, Benavides beats Charlo, one of those guys just have to beat each other. And I think it generate a lot of buzz for the fight. Well, that's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking that if David... Could, would Dave, the, the biggest statement would be that if David could get in there and... Uh, get Caleb Plant out of there quicker, faster, more brutally, then you have a demand equal or yeah. probably more, at least in America, uh, than Zerto Ramirez, depending on how that plays out. And and I'm not 100% sure that if Zerto beats Bobo, that still generates a lot of buzz. I think that it makes him a credible opponent, but you guys think that he if Zerto beats uh, Bavol, he, he turns into a superstar or a star. He turns sort? into the biggest opponent, Canelo. I mean, you have to imagine that if Zerto gets in there and let's say he stops Bivol and bloodies him up, batters him. I mean, that that's his next opponent. The demand will be there, especially from his own base. I gotta I agree with that one. You think so? I mean, you gotta remember I mean, this yeah, is that, gonna be on hype, his own in in Saudi Arabia. So you know, what hype, I mean, like the hype no. for that would be ridiculous, man. Nah, but the thing is, is that I, I think Canelo learned his lesson. Like, yo, you, you, you're not that weight class, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about the demand, the, the pressure from the um, fans. If, you think, uh, Broadway, if, if Zerto beats Bavol, that, that there'll be a huge uh, buzz for him versus Canelo? Uh, not re- I think it'll be a, a fight people will want, but I, a huge buzz, I think, is a strong, strong words. Yeah, I, I I I think that too. I think it's like a fight that people want. I don't know, huge buzz, but we have to see. I mean, Zerto, like for to me, Zerto, if, if you if you see and you see him, you see his style. He's he's got the look. Like he could be a star. It kind of doesn't make sense that he's, he's kind of not a star. It kind of makes sense that he doesn't have more buzz. So I maybe mean, he just needs that, that win. Yeah, like, and all I, those all those things are big ifs. I mean, we're saying if Zerto goes in there, like he yeah, would have to make a yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have to make a not. He would have to make an extreme statement, but it's almost the same side. It's the same two sides of the same coin because we're talking about David, uh, what he would have to do to create that demand. And that's beat a plant worse than Canelo did, because just to get in there and have a kind of a split decision is not going to create that demand. I mean, there will be some slight, you know, people get on there and, and say what they say. But if David were to go and just beat a plant worse than Canelo did, then he creates he's the next opponent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think that I think that I think that, that they're gonna um, well I, the Uzagahi fight it, it it does nothing for David as far as like name value. I think it, t- t- uh, technique wise and style wise, it, it kind of makes for a good fight. I'm gonna be honest with you because it, you know I just thought of something. Wanted... What go ahead, go ahead. what could be a, a huge thing? Somebody I mentioned earlier is if you want to. Well, no, nah, I don't think they do that. I was thinking because uh, Welder and and and. Ruiz on single de mile because that that's going to be open and then you put David and Plant. I don't know. That could be the. That's what you would have to do to create that uh, buzz for Canelo's return. Yeah, well, so single de mile is going to be open this year. It's going to be very curious to see what happens. I mean, if Tank and Ryan fight 
and the winner of that might take that date. Um, maybe even re- the rematch on that might take that date. But um, yeah, I like the Uzagahi fight. I, I think that. What, what about ahead. me and Le'Veon Bell, man? Or make Cinco de Mayo? I might steal that date, man. <laughs> I might fucking steal that date. There's so many the arena. Book the there, arena now. There's so uh, there's so many things that don't make sense about that date for you guys, but I still want to see it. So yeah, you have my vote of confidence in that. But I, yeah, that's... <laughs> hey, we all gotta we all gotta go on Twitter and literally attack and abuse Le'Veon Bell to say, hey, stop ducking Broadway. That you know he, he got a fight coming up. Let him focus on this fight. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> The respect <laughs> factor, the <laughs> respect, <laughs> the professionalism of Broadway. Come on, bro. I thought it was personal. Yeah, do what you got to do. You know what? Whoever wants to troll Le'Veon Bell about me fighting him, get ahead, man. I, I'm, with, I'm with it. I listen, if he wants to fight, he wants to box, just know that some dude in New York that's not happy with the performance he had on the field when he played for the Jets, and I'm going to put hands on him. Do you get <laughs> Santos as your trainer for that fight? De Los Santos? Yeah. <laughs> Now, I'll probably, I'll probably have Andre Rosier as my trainer. Oh, man, you got to go Dominican with it. Come on. What's going on? I mean, on the thing is, De Los Santos is a fighter, not a trainer. No, not De Los Santos. Who's the, who's the, the, the guy that trained? You just oh, Bob Santos. Yeah, I said Santos. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. I'll fly out to Vegas. That's what I'm saying. You get that. You get that. We get the. You get in the gym with a bunch of winners. You got that Dominican buzz going. I, I love this. I love the yeah, feel of this. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. So there you go. My trainer would definitely be Bob Santos. That's what I'm saying. Hey, what round are you knocking out, Le'Veon Bell? And I knocked him out in the first round. <laughs> I'm not first gonna lie. I, I think that's your best chance. I I don't know if it goes on later. I don't know. You know, you haven't boxed in a while. You, you might have a cardio issues. I think the first round is your best option. Catherine Cole. <laughs> That, that's why I said I need three months. I need three months to get in shape. But where's what else? <laughs> so I'm, like I said, I'm gonna create the buzz for that fight. You you know I will. Me too, but, bro. But what I'm saying though is the Uzagahi fight for Dave Benavides. I understand people are not happy with it. I get it. The name value isn't there. Matchup wise, that's gonna be an entertaining fight. The, that's gonna get Uzagahi exactly where he wants to be in the fight. It's gonna be Dave Benavides where he wants to be in the fight. That could be a very entertaining fight. It's just not the name value you want. But I think that if he wins that, I imagine. That David, I imagine that Caleb Plant's next. And I think that that fight will have a lot of buzz to it. I think that that fight's going to... A lot of trash talk. I think Caleb Plant getting the knockout really puts him up there now, like a lot of credibility. And I think that that's going to set up Canelo nicely when he goes to the PBC to fight Charlo and the winner of that. Agree? Yeah, I'm one of the people. I don't think uh, Canelo needs to fight uh, David, but uh, as it stands right now, but... Uh, if he does fight plan and he beats him convincingly, like he has to make a statement. And if he makes a statement, then I will be on the side of uh, David Benavidez. Like you can no longer not fight him. No, I've been on the whole thing where like, you know, people saying, oh, he's ducking David Benavidez. And I've always said like, David, David Benavidez never put himself in a position where he needs to, where he's demanding that fight. Right. Where he's like, it's the thing. He's never done that. But right now he fought triple G. You want to fight Bavol, didn't win. Right. If he ain't going to fight Bavol again, I don't know who what other argument I could make other than Charlo David Benavides. I, I don't I don't know who else would you say he needs to fight him. Now Andrew. like I said Andre okay, yeah, Andre or one of those three, right? I don't know. I don't even honestly I don't even know why Andre doesn't make any sense really either because he hasn't really fought anyone and he hasn't created no buzz and he hasn't beaten any names and 
He has to put himself in a position. So yeah, I kind of eliminate Andre just because it just doesn't really make sense, honestly. But Charlo and Benavides, is there anyone else that you can name that would be like, oh, Canelo should fight him instead of these guys? I I, I can't think of anyone. I just said Zerto. That's if yeah, he but beats, like uh... if Zerto beats Bavol, right? But, 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 and he's but that's not... not even his weight class. And it's not even his really Canelo's weight class. We're being honest with you. Like he just doesn't look good at that weight but class. I, I have a I have a question regarding Canelo. Um, right. So he said he hurt his wrist, he might need surgery. Uh, so I don't know if he fights in May or in September of next year. Point is, let's just say he fights September of next year. Does he come back against a lighter touch? Or does he come back and goes, yo, give me Benavidez straight off this one-year layoff? Like, you know? I, I don't think he – I think it's a light touch. Honestly. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to have a tough yeah. opponent next year. I think it might be – We're talking May 25? Um, wait. Oh, 20 – yeah, May twenty five. The next big fight. There's a there's an important thing that's happening right now that a lot of people ain't talking about, uh, or not connecting to Canelo at least, and that's uh, uh Ryder is fighting Zach Parker, and they're gonna fight each other at a uh, hundred sixty eight pounds, and it's gonna be uh for interim title or final eliminator or whatever the hell things they make up uh to call it, but they're gonna fight, and they will be uh that would put them as a basically the mandatory for Canelo. Mm-hmm. The reason that's important is because Canelo has a third fight option with the zone. And John Ryder fights for matchroom um and the zone. So if John Ryder pulls that fight out, that would probably be his September fight for Canelo at 168. And then next year, the year after, probably the move to the PBC. Damn. So that's what I think happens. I think he fights John Ryder. Possibly, maybe Zach Parker. I don't. Know. I think that that's a little harder business wise because he's never worked with them before. But yeah, I think that's where I think that's the direction they're going. And if you remember, they had the Ryder fight with Mangia basically agreed to, and DAZN didn't pay for it. And there's a reason for that. First of all, I don't. I think they're not getting along with Golden Boy too much right now. But I also think that they think let's get this guy in place to fight Canelo. Yeah, that seems uh, smart, but. In between now and then, you know, these other guys are going to have to step up. So there's there, there literally will be no more excuses. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance that we see Charlo fight Adamas. I think Broadway will be very happy with that. And I think there's a good chance we see Plant versus uh, Benavides. And I, I, if that happens, I, I, I can't complain either way. Those are very tough fights, very good fights. And the winner of those come out looking pretty damn good. Something tells me Charlo ain't fighting the Dumbass on Sunday. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to fight the Dumbass either. Yeah, that was a pretty impressive performance. Something tells me he's going to run, 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 forest run. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think he would, honestly. I don't think he will. I think that uh, he's in a tough spot. I'll put it that way. He's, uh, I mean, you could say he's in a tough spot or he's finally in a good spot because he finally has the names to fight. He, But the thing is that most of them are at 168. And the, but isn't a there. Adamas is is an interim champion, right? So Charlo's not forced to fight him. Um, no, but uh, well, you know, he's not, is he an interim champion? Probably. What is yeah, he? He's he, he interim he, champion. He won, yeah, yeah. The, but I'm not. I'm not saying he needs to be forced to fight. I think he's. What, what no, I'm just saying that the, no, 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 the, yeah, yeah. the politics. He he will never have to fight him. He can yeah, just, no, he, he never, never have, have to. Fight him. But he's been looking for an opponent with Buzz at middleweight for a long time and now he finally has one he finally has one that people can that won't be a comeback fight if he comes back after all this this layoff he's definitely not going to choose that as his comeback fight so that guy's going to be waiting around why not i mean why why wouldn't he choose that fight why would he he was trying to fight we started to fight magia i mean he was going to sign to fight magia the magia side pulled out of it 
I mean, for business reasons, it makes sense. But yeah, I don't. I, I've never took Charlo as a duck ever. I've never. No, it's not a duck. But you, you're coming back after a, an extremely long layoff and an injury that, I, well, that people are saying was worse than reported. I don't. I don't know if I even buy the injury. I'll be honest with you. But th- let's just say, right? That they say he coming up injury. Then that's fine. Okay, he fights the guy who was supposed to fight. Uh, what, what was his name? Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. He's not yeah, gonna so fight this Adamas guy right off. Right, maybe coming not. right back. Maybe not. But maybe he fights the other guy and then he fights Adamas. That's, that's still not bad. I mean, that's still. I'm. Well, still what's Adamas, Adamas supposed to do until then? He's. Well, Adamas just fought. So let's, let's say let's say Charlo comes back in January, or December. Most likely January, though. And then he fights... Uh, what was the guy's name he was supposed to fight? I can't think of his name right now. Stileski? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I remember that. Yeah, he fights him, right? Stileski's and, not a bad fighter, by No, he's not, he's not a bad fighter, but he's not, like... He's, he's not at that level. Jack. Yeah, yeah, he's a jack. <laughs> um, but he fights that guy. And then Adamus, you know, gets a, a stay-busy fight on the undercard. That's, that's, that, that can't be hard to get, right? You get a stay-busy fight for him on the undercard. And then you match him up after that. that that's no problem. I'm just saying that finally, Charlo is in a position to get a fight. He's in a position to get a good fight. And at bare minimum, he's going to get Adamus. And I think that that's a good fight. And that's a fight that people can legit make an argument that Adamus can win. So that's what he needs. He needs that kind of opponent. And if he could win that fight and then go to 168 and fight Canelo or fight one of these guys, he's in a really good spot to go on a run in his career. Yep. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't take him as like, oh, I'm gonna avoid a tough fight. I don't think he's trying to avoid a tough fight. I just don't think there's a lot of tough fights out there for him. Not hey, a middleweight, at least. Hey man, sign that contract, big boy. As uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson told Sap one day, sign the contract. My man, the Damas, is ready and willing. Uh, I, you know, I haven't spoke. I think he's. I think Adamas is mad at me. Oh, a, a dark horse. I, I forgot. Uh, we since it'll be so long with uh, Morel. Where Morel could be a player. I mean, I, I don't think Canelo fight him, but I'm saying within this mix of Plant, Charlo, yeah, and Benavides. Wait, but Robert, right why is Adamas mad at you? I don't know if he's mad at me, but usually, like me and him, like yo, out of all the Dominicans, me and him, we got the best relationship. Like he'll call me, I'll call him. He'll text me, I'll text him. I don't know. Since he won, I've been texting him and calling me. He don't, he don't respond. He just uh, gives me the thumbs up. I'm like, what the fuck I do to you? Oh, is he big timing you? Is he, <laughs> is he trying to big time you? Not to be fair. He has been doing a lot of press in DR and he went to the, he met the president of Dominican Republic, then he met the mayor of his town. So he may be busy. But I'm like, I don't know. Like now, when these guys win the intern, do they do they take it as winning a title? So yeah. he walks around like it's a, he won a world title. That's how they promote it out there. Like, yo, he just won a world title. This and the third, he's a world champion. So what's better, the regular or the um or the intern? That's a damn good question. I think That's the regular. Is know, thing is, There's the too many Dominican fucking belts. The thing is, the Dominican Republic they don't follow boxing closely enough to even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like when you it's like when uh someone makes it out the hood and they buy a lower end bmw and your family never seen a bmw before so they don't know that you bought the lower end one they just know this man has oh, a okay. yeah you know what i'm saying so that's what he did he just rolled back in the hood in he got BMW. the z class yeah yeah he got the z class bmw and he just rolled back in the hood with it that's what happened it don't matter. It, it really he said he matter. has to roll down his windows talking about he got a BMW. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He still got the little thing <laughs> on the side. He's just cranking that yeah. bad boy. But, he's, but they, they see him though, right? That's for oh, sure. Man, I love... is his BMW. 
but don't let it, but I'll tell you right now, bro. I, I'll say, look at Janibek. He, he starts getting a, a little buzz. You know, he blocks me, right? You know what I'm saying? People forget. They forget who was with you at the top. Uh, let me I, and and when it happened with Janet Beck, you know, I was vocal about it, Broadway. I want to know if if Adamus isn't on your show, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him two months. Let's give him to the end of the year. If he's not on your show, the end of the year, I mean, it, it just tells me everything I need to know about this man's character. I mean, I'm be honest with you. I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I, honestly, again, I I I just think he's really. I, my gut tells me he's just really busy right now, so I, I have yeah, like when you're trying to date that girl and you just say, "Yeah, man, she's busy, bro. She took on me back." I'm messing with you, bro. I, I'm I, gonna, I, I, know, I know you fuck with me. I know. I'm gonna hit him <laughs> week and uh, see see what he says. Uh, but whatever, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, hold on, Ezra. You said uh, that Janet Beck dude blocked you. Yeah, he did. He did for a short portion. Isn't, yeah, that, isn't that the guy who uh, you and Ezra, I mean, you and Broadway were supposed to say uh, we're going to, like, fight over, like, Carlos Adames versus that? that yeah, yeah. So, so me and Broadway's dream, uh, and I think it will play out this way, is that Adames uh, takes care of business on his side, and uh, Triple G drops the belts. And then Adamus fights Laura to unify, and then Genebeck fights Falcoa to unify. And there's two guys with two belts. And it's two networks, two deals, and it's very, it's, it's very complicated, but it only makes sense that they go undisputed. And that's Janabek versus Adamus. And on the undercard, Comain, um, A-side, I'll give it to Broadway, right? I'll give Broadway the A-side. He's got a 1,000 subscribers or so, right? So I'll do it off subscribers, right? And I, I have about a couple. I have only a few hundred. Uh, no, not even a few hundred. I have 100 subscribers. So I'll give him the A-side on that. B-side, but me, Comain event, me versus Broadway, at a uh, 210 pounds, juice to the gills, no vada, <laughs> no wada, no nada. And we're gonna uh rehydration cloth for Broadway. Of course, he has to come in at two, he got some weight <laughs> 210, but he has to come in at 205. The rehydration cloth, he actually has to lose five more pounds after <laughs> weight. Okay. And we come in on that, and then we just settle our beef before the fight, and then we settle that, but it's not a Caleb Plant situation, no one's bearing each other, right? It's it's gonna be respectful. And then we're going to sit next to each other front row and we're going to cheer on as Jenna Beck takes uh, Adamus' head off. Is it a real match or exhibition? No, no, no. It will be real, right? It'll be the, licensed. Everything uh, will be real besides gloves. the drug testing. Everything will be real besides the drug testing. Hey, but if that's the guy that, that you're supposed to be representing, why he blocking you, bro? That, that was just confusion. You know what I mean? It was a misunderstanding, wasn't it? Was it was a misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is, like, family. He argue. thought you were trolling, right? See, that's but... what I'm saying. Family argue all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> you argue with your brother, your sister, and all and that. And he's that's from just... a different country, so he's not, I don't think he's savvy. Yeah, that's that. true. That's true. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a communication flaw right there. There's a little bit of, you know, there's a little yeah. bit of language I, barrier. That just would have been, that would just have been. What's it called? Lost in translation. Exactly. It's like Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson. Frank, let me ask you. Yeah. Unbiased, you unbiased. Who do you think wins, Adamas or Janabek? Oh, Janabek. Yo, I told get you. This guy off the line. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I tell you right now, like people are realizing who Janabek is. Like you, it's it's funny because like you know I argue with Ty all the time. He's the Andrade guy, and Ty at one point he thinks I forgot. I don't forget anything Ty says. I remember everything Ty says. And Ty was at one point he's like, no, I've been watching Janabek. Like he he's a good he's a good fighter. Like you know what I mean. And that took everything out of him. That's basically Ty saying this might be one of the best fighters in the world. But he just could. You know what I mean. He had too much pride to say it, and I respect him for it. <laughs> 
But you know what I mean? But he when he said that, it was just it was I could hear it in his voice. It was a little bit of like shakiness, right? It was a little shakiness of, of what he thought was gonna happen when he fought Andrade. I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of people didn't want the Andrade fight to happen. I think they were mad. I think they were mad that yeah. that fight was possibly going to happen because they knew that the truth was going to be. And one thing you, there's one thing worse than that for these guys is Janibek winning. The second, but the, that's not even the worst thing though. The worst thing is me being right because that's really what it is. And once I'm right, I'm the worst person to be right and be against you because I don't let it go. I just don't. I, I will remember it. I will write it. I'll make memes about it. And if Janibek would have fought Andrade and won, like we would have never heard it. We would have just had, did, I would have did five of these lives in a row. Five days in a row, just talking Maybe about Janabek beating him. That would have did that. I exactly what I would have done. What? Well, no, I just think Janabek is probably, he's getting better with every fight. He's a person that's getting better. I think he has the better style to throw straighter punches. Not that Adamus is bad. I mean, and I'm not one of these people to say, oh, he'll get washed. No, it'll be a good fight. Adamus will be a live dog. I just think uh, the pedigree of Janabek will overcome Adamus. I'm gonna be honest with you though. Okay, I just, can I just say something real quick? And I'm just—I just hope no one's watching this. I, I have three people. I'm gonna guess one of them is in Janabek right now. Um, Janabek saying that he beat Canelo, and I, I get it. Like you know, you know, closed mouth don't get fed. And I remember—I uh, think someone asked me that. Uh, they said like, who would win? I, I think I even posted it. I posted like at least five names would Canelo beat them right at middleweight. And a lot of people were saying Janabek would beat Canelo. Canelo would literally put a beating on Janabek. Okay, and like I said, I, I got two I got two followers watching now. So I'm guessing I'm hoping one wasn't Janabek. I'm hoping he didn't just exit out of the whole thing. But the fact that some people think that Janabek is competitive with Canelo is is borderline insane. I'm just gonna say that right now. Didn't Canelo say he'll never lose to a white boy? Yeah, everyone said that now. <laughs> everyone says that now. Nah, Devin Haney for sure said that. Like that's literally on he did say that. Bro, and now he's gonna fight. Lomachenko hey, you know what, next. man? But look at, but check it out. Now, if he I, I, loses to Lomachenko, that's gonna get. No, nah, but check it out. Like every fucking day. Well, to be fair, but you guys remember where that originally came from, though, right? Uh, Bernard. Yeah, Bernard said that to Calzaga and lost. Hey, hey, but for real, I, I'm from the hood, and I know it sounds racist when you say it. Like I have a lot of black friends, but I really do. It sounds like you're gonna say something <laughs> super racist right now. That's what you're uh -oh. No, yeah, but bro, that's I, how. I say, be careful. Now my my you know my my black friends they do that's what they say they say it. they'll be like man I'm gonna whoop that white boy ass like that's just how they talk like it's not a it's not yeah, something I, I, racist. I'm gonna be honest though. I, yeah, I don't think too much offense in it. I, I mean, I'm not white obviously, so maybe that's well, maybe it's not fair to me to say. But, but I was never like outraged when someone said that. Now, but uh, even being Mexican, when you if you fought a white boy, you could not lose to a white boy. Like no Mexican or no black, you could not lose to a white let me boy. Say I, I, let me say something. Go ahead, bro. Sorry. Nah, I, I just think like y'all really underestimating these Russians, man. These ain't no, that's what, the white boys, man. That's what I was gonna say. When I went to wild card gym and we had guys come from Ukraine and Russia and all that, let me tell you something right now. I'd lose to a lot of them. That's that's I'm telling you right now. I would lose to a lot of them. Those dudes are tough. These are very good fighters. It's it's a funny like it's a thing to say, you know, when you're building up a fight and stuff like that. But like this is be realistic. Like there's some. Very, very good white fighters. Like, like I remember, uh, you know, when the Europeans were, were really starting to come on following boxing, like Ricky Hatton, Joe Calzaghe, uh, people did not take Ricky Hatton seriously. I was one of those people. I was a, you know, I was like, oh, this dude, he, this white boy, he, he got nothing. But after you watch his fights and he was he was a brawler and mugger, they were like, okay, he, he has a chance. He's going to beat some people. But people were not taking him that seriously. When I first started taking him seriously is when I seen Lomachenko. I said, oh, this white boy's different. Like, no, that's just how people talk. Hold on, hold on. You know? Oh, man. We, we have the Klitschko brothers. 
Yeah, no, we have a lot of great white fighters. No, but I mean, the that's, Klitschko that's fought, but they fought like the Look, typical like, European. They were well, not yeah, slick. They, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, like, okay, Kelly Pavlik. Like, oh, come on, Kelly Pavlik was damn, damn Pavlik. good. I mean. Vitaly ain't fight like that. Vitaly fought aggressive, and he was entertaining, and he got knockouts. Yeah. I, I, honestly, not right I, away. I, not, not. He was very stiff, very stand-up. I don't know. He was a typical uh, white boy. Like, just how people talk. You know, I'm no. talking like. No, people like, talking I, I get what you're saying, streets. like what people talk about, but the, I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I think I get like what people say that and stuff like that, and like try to like stereotype like. Well, this is like my whole thing, right? With Cooper Cup, right? Like with Cooper Cup is I to me, I think he's the best wide receiver in the league. Now I don't yeah. think he gets that credit because I think because he's white. I honestly, I boy. really, I think I really believe that, that he doesn't get credit for that. Now I don't think that's right, right? I, I think that's I think that that's that's why I try to point it out. I'm like, it's, it's if anyone that was doing this, anyone else doing this, you get a lot of credit for. Cooper Cup's not getting credit for it. But I think that to say like Caleb Plant, right? Like to say like, oh, he's not gonna beat me because he's white. Like that's just come on. Like what are we? Well, talking yeah, about? now it's yeah, now ridiculous. But even but back then, like I mean, come on, there was plenty of good white fighters like back in the day. Like it's just it's just not. It's been they've been good. It's just now we're getting. We never seen like the European fighters too. Like remember Joe Calzaghe? Like I we never saw him on TV. He was good for a lot. But of that's years. what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it was just us not seeing him because he wasn't on our TV. But now we get to see had, them. Yeah. And he had a style. He had a unique style, hands down. He did bouncing he around. Yeah. He slapped a lot, but he did every. You know, it, the slapping was to set up bigger punches. Yeah, so, it, it, uh, well, but but. I don't remember people taking them seriously. It was it was one of those Eurobone things. That's yeah, just it was nothing. My... It was just that buzz though. That was just like the, what they were doing. And remember, we weren't seeing them. It's just that it was really honestly the whole Kazaki thing. We were not seeing him fight. Like he just was he was already thirty eight and oh he yeah was, yeah like, he wasn't fucking... on Showtime. The, his big thing over here was Jeff Lacey. Like that was his huge thing. That was like the fight they built up, and it was really supposed to be Jeff Lacey run through him. Like this is supposed to be Jeff La- Lacey's, uh, like oh this is his uh you know crowning moment of being like the top guy. Yeah, and then that part. he ran into a guy that just was just it was just superior to him in every way, and like that that was that that was that was a huge like people did not expect that to be the result. They just did it. They just did it. Not here in the states, at least. Wow, and they also had uh, like Kasuzu was nasty. Yeah, Kasuzu was bad. Kasuzu was uh, really was uh, damn. I had somebody in the, in my mind, but I, it just slipped my mind right now. But they they've had they've had their their run. Of- well, I'm saying now now we take them serious because we can see a lot of the more the fights that's a lot more visible. But through the through you know following boxing, I like I just said uh, I don't remember people did not take Ricky Hatton serious. Um, and watching them, I don't know why you would have because yeah, all his fights all his fights I, were I over there i think didn't sharma some uh, one american went over there and that's when we start taking him seriously i want to say it was sharma mitchell uh i'll be honest know. i didn't take him seriously until he beat casa zoo when he beat casa zoo i was like oh yeah but like, even oh, then casa quit on his stool though and ricky had just mauled him like, yeah that's Ricky's what i'm saying but ugly. yeah it was ugly but i was like he beat casa zoo like to me casa was like Legit, like I was a real big fan of Kazu. I loved his style because I like guys with good timing, and he had really excellent timing. So yeah, when I when he did that, I thought, I thought like, oh, this dude's for real. But like, it's true though. Like I get what you're saying though, Frank, because like you're not seeing them, right? Then you just have this. They're just built like kind of like a rep, right? Like of like this. Oh, these guys ain't like that as good as us, right? I get that. I, I get that. Well, because they they really were building these gaudy records without you know they were yeah, getting fighting the, the, the tough competition, the, the the competition, the state comp. Yeah, like uh, here in the yeah. states, I get you. Because 100%. when when it changes, when we seen Mikel Kessler, because uh, Showtime had invested. Oh, Raj. 
Carl Froch, and then we were. That's what changed my. Because I was I, the first when I really respected was Carl Froch. I was like, this dude, he could he could really box, he could punch, and it was like these are not Euro bums anymore. Uh, was was Eurobum back then though? Did people think that because Eurobum? I don't remember that. I, don't, I think Eurobum. I thought I always thought Eurobum was more recent when we started seeing them, and then people were trying to like downplay the European fight. No, because there was that Mich- Mich- Mikulszewski, like that was a huge name, but we never seen them. I think they would show clips. They were really HBO was really trying to push it because they would show clips, but they fought all their fights over there. They fought all their um, fights. fights over there. You yeah. know, you know who 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 was who was nice out of nowhere came to America. Nobody ever seen him and knocked out some fucking a good American fighter, Dimitri Pirold. Yeah, remember? Yeah, him? yeah. yeah he he, uh, Jacobs. Danny Jacobs. So, yeah. yeah, knocked out Jacobs. Listen, he had a back injury, so he had mm-hmm. a career. But yo, I'm telling you, that guy would have been good. Yeah, he was really good. Very good. He switched. He got very good, like range. Uh, yeah. His head movement. Was yeah, yeah, he was slick. And then knocked out Daniel Jacobs with one. He shot. actually he was gonna fight a triple G, and then his, the back injury happened. Yeah, he knocked out. He got knocked out Jacobs with one shot. Back, and and Jacobs hasn't been knocked out since. He yeah. Oh, he fought triple G. He fought Devonchenko. You know, it's not like he's fighting nobody's. Hasn't been, and he knocked him out with one shot. It hadn't. I listen. Dimitri Pirogue to me would have been a fucking beast. Yeah, I wish that Canel, uh, Golovkin fight would have happened. Me too. Me too. Because uh, uh, two guys who can crack, and I would have loved to see how he handles Golovkin's power, and as well as Golovkin, how he handles that movement. Is that he, box talk? Yeah, box talk. Oh all. shit, Spready. Yeah, man. All right. And I, I thought, call, call him. Come on, bro. You, I thought. I was, <laughs> hey, my bad, bro. My bad. It's probably breaking the, the fucking. Anybody that's in the fucking chat? Come on, bro. So. Hey, bro. That's my you got, bad. My bad. You got super pump, bro. You got super pump for box stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. These ain't typical white boys. What was your opinion of Pirogue after the Jacobs fight? I was really high on him. I thought I thought he was gonna be very good. Uh, I really yeah, liked his style. Yeah, I liked the style. I thought he was really smooth. He, I, just the things he did, you're just like, yeah. I just thought I thought he was gonna be something. I remember when the rumors of him Golovkin fighting, I was really excited about that. And then the back injury happened, and we never saw him again. It was really disappointing. Uh, I was still playing with toys whenever that fight, whenever he was, whenever he was fighting. <laughs> so I was only able to see the Dan Jacobs knockout. You know. When I got older, so I didn't really see him fight. So yeah, that's my opinion. No, what watch your, when, when, whenever you got time and you're not watching Pornhub or some shit. <laughs> X, I mean, I watch X videos, bro. Okay. What, 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 whatever. No, I'm, whatever playing, I'm playing, bro. I'm joking, too. Yeah, that was a little too specific for you to be. Joking. Nah, 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 nah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh, well, we got um, Carlos. You're about to be pumped right now. Wait, real quick. <laughs> Hey, so that's gonna Fox make Fox the Fox. that's gonna make the blooper reel, right? It has to. It has to. It has to. I mean, the, 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 Carlos really jumped out of his square. I'm gonna be honest with you. I never seen. I know. Never Broadway seen didn't like that. No, Broadway <laughs> didn't like you getting any love at all. He was pissed about that. No, no, no. I don't got a problem with with Freddie. I'm just saying. He he's like, oh shit. I'm like, I'm thinking something happened. Fucking <laughs> some <laughs> some did happen, bro. Some did happen. <laughs> I thought Spencer Crawford got announced. <laughs> nah, even better. I joined the panel. Exactly, because Broadway, Broadway is the A side, right? Every every panel is the A side. That's why I got him on top. <laughs> top of the building, uh, uh, Freddie, how's it going? First of all, how's the new channel going? 
Um, it's good, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm like a little impatient because I'm used to bigger numbers, but I, it's still doing really, really well. So, so what 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 happened? What did what did what did Dazon do to you? Oh, fucking Dazon, man. Yeah, I had some back and forth with them. Long story. Uh, I got some emails that I think at some point I would like to release in a video because it makes for a good story. <laughs> okay, I got it. I respect it. Yeah. It's just, so, uh. You think they they're gonna affect you anymore going forward? Record uh, posting the fights? Um, I don't know, but I'm not posting their fights on my channel anymore. So oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yep. It's good to have Box Talk back, and uh, of course Carlos is excited. So it's good to see you with the panel, man. That's dope. I've been telling you, you got to oh, get yeah, on these yeah, panels. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been uh, we've been doing it on Monday nights now. That's sick, uh, man. You know what happened was uh, Broadway said I'm available Monday nights, and I was like, all right, I guess I, I guess I do Monday nights now. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's good to have a, it's good to have like a, a another person on with you because then it's good back and forth dialogue. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did uh, what's the name? Um, D Styles thing. I did his. Yeah, like, you was on that. Yeah, I did that like I think like two weeks ago. I want to say. Yeah, I, I fuck with D Styles, uh, but I like him when there's less panelists. Uh, I feel like. It's too like structured. Like I, I don't know. If I got a point, man, I want to talk. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Gotta get, I gotta get. I gotta get used to it because uh, you know, and I'm the new guy there, and I understand. Like I, I don't have like as big of a name as some of the guys there. Like it was uh, Lukey was on there. Uh, yep. Montoya was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some guys right that has I guess more of a name than I do. So I was constantly getting the last like thing, and it's like it's only so much meat on the bone after five people go. You know what I mean? It's like so I had yeah. to be real creative. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to have a joke. I had to have it. Like I had to bring yeah. the A game after five people go and give their opinion. You know what? It, who's gonna win this fight? There's only two options. If five people go, you know, what I mean? it's not it's not a lot for me to say after that. See, that's so why you gotta give hot takes. That's what I'm saying. So I, had, take, I, I was like, I was going with jokes, and then you know, some of them they weren't taking them as jokes. They were like trying to counter my joke, and then no one was talking. Like, okay, you you know, you be respectful, and I, I get it. I was following the format of their show. You don't talk when someone else is talking on the the thing, and then I go and the guy's like. Well, that fight's not gonna happen. I was like, "Whoa!" Why? I even looked up at his square. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> You're like, like "What square are you?" Yeah, yeah, I was like, "What's going on here?" Like, you gotta get this is my this is my turn. I was patient. I waited 20 minutes for everyone else to stop talking. You know what I mean? But no, I really liked it. It was cool. It was cool. The first time, the first time I was on, it was me, uh, D Styles, and another chick. So it was only three of us. And oh, that's end. perfect. It went really well, and uh, we even interviewed a boxer. Uh, he had texted me, oh, we're going to interview this box. I did some research on I was asking questions. They were all surprised that I knew some of the things. You know, it, it went really well. Like, uh, uh, And then I went on a couple other times. And it was, it was like you. Like, I, Not that I, it was a bad experience, but it was just like, I don't know. I'm I'm used to like this, you know. I ain't have to like raise my hand. I yeah, no hose bar, baby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like let it flow into the thing. But like I said, I, I no, I like his channel. Like I like the way it's formatted. No, no, no. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. That's yeah, it. yeah. But I just gotta like kind of get used to it, I guess. And I, I, you know, you go last every time. It's just kind of brutal at that point because you're just like, damn. Every pa- every panel's different, bro. You hop mm-hmm. on some panels, you can't get a word in. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's People what I'm saying. yelling over each other. It's yeah, like, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... I don't want that. Like, I don't want that here. I guess at least. But you know, I say, like, I say that's why this one's better because we all get our turns. You know, we can all make jokes. You know, we can all laugh and shit. It never gets personal, obviously. So 
Yeah. Oh, it will. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. it will. <laughs> it gets personal, bro. Frank is confrontational. I mean, um, it, 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 it'll get personal when, once Adamas and Janabek get announced, man. Oh, you guys don't want to see that one. You guys are not going <laughs> to see that one. Oh, I'll be, I'll be in the chat for that. I'll see. I'll, I'll make you see that. <laughs> what else I want to talk to you guys? Oh, well, I don't, I mean, I, I'm hoping you guys watched it. Carissa Shields and uh, Savannah Marshall. What, what are you guys' thoughts of that fight? I thought that was, I thought that was actually a pretty damn good fight. That was a great fight. I, I, I thought Shields. I I didn't think Shields was going to uh, fire back like that. I thought she would be playing it safe. I didn't think so either. I didn't think so either. I was actually when she started but, fighting like that strat. I was like, yeah, yeah. she's gonna burn out. I was like, because like the one thing I said was like Marshall's good is is really underrated actually going into this fight. A lot me, of people were saying like yeah. she was gonna run through her, and Easy. I didn't think she would run oh. through her. I thought she maybe outbox her, but not run through yeah. her. And I thought if she got into a fight like that, I was like, oh, Marshall's gonna have moments in that type of fight. She's actually a little trickier on the inside like that. So yeah, when she was fought like that, I was very surprised. I actually think it was a bad strategy that just pay, played out for her. But yeah, I was very surprised. Go ahead, uh, uh, okay, I thought someone's okay. Easy, a good segment, but just because I'm what I'm about to say is uh, the Twitter segment. You know, people look on Twitter because uh, that's where a lot of material comes from. But I've seen someone say that uh, Clarissa Shields bullied Marshall. I didn't agree with that take. I was like, that for me, it looked like Shields was uh, back was against the ropes a lot of the time. Um, I yeah. think she just came out strong early, got a good lead, and then start boxing. Um, because she knew what, what time it was and, she, you know, she knew she didn't want to get behind, but I think Marshall came on really strong. She blocked a lot of those punches, you know, it looked awkward cause she's so tall, but she was like bobbing and weaving, you know, she did a good job of boxing and, uh, you know, I tweeted at you, Buster, you didn't even say nothing. Uh, that, you know, <laughs> Clarissa had even admitted that she got her, she got her shit rocked and couldn't see the last couple of rounds. Oh so. yeah, I did see that, but I was walking, I was walking home from work. But yeah, yeah, I got, I got you. But yeah, I mean, it was a tough fight. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was it was a super tough fight. I do think that maybe you could make the argument Clarissa Shields uh, bullied her the first half of the fight, but then definitely second half was Marshall bullying her against the ropes. Like, it was definitely her controlling the range. What were you going to say, Broadway? No, no, I felt like she came out in that first round and made a big statement. Yeah. That first round, she she really was was tagging her with some shit. I, I wish Clarissa had, a, had more power. Because I feel like she, she she would be a superstar if that was the case. She was knocking these chicks out. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, just in general, women don't hit as hard as men. I'm not being sexist. That's just a simple fact. And, yeah, she she ha- she, she, she doesn't have that abil- ability to do that. But I felt like she fought a good fight. She gassed a little bit towards the end, but she pulled it out. I felt like she won fair and square. What you know, think, I... Oh, I'm sorry. You guys, oh, you're, go you're Frank, going go around. Frank. Oh no! Yeah, go ahead, Frank. I mean, Frank or whoever. Freddie, who if he was gonna go, he can go. If not, I'll say what I was. Gonna no, say. go ahead, Frank. I'm I'm oh. down at the bottom. I'll wait. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> you know, because I thought it was strange that because uh, I had watched, uh, did the film study and looked at Clarissa's last five fights, and she always looked kind of heavy, looked like water, <clears throat> a lot of water retention. In this fight, she looked really slim. I said, "Why is she coming in so slim? She probably plans to dance." So I thought that being a lot slimmer than she normally was was going to be a disadvantage. But now I see why is so that she could be a lot quicker to the punch. It was it but was a really good strategy. Another thing, too, is remember, they had to make weight twice. So maybe she wasn't gaining the second time because she had to make weight twice, like right next to each other. And a lot of times like that, you can't gain the weight back. Your, your body kind of goes into shock. So there will, could be a factor where, she, where her body kind of went into shock. Both of, Savannah Marshall, uh, Clarissa Shields, 
Bumgarner and uh, Mayer all had to make weight within like under a month twice. Like that's that's pretty actually insane that they had to go back to their training camp, go back to sparring after making weight already, and then go and do the whole system again, gain well, your I weight, think, and then lose yeah, it again. The per the the I'm gonna I'm, I'm just say what I say. I started talk over everybody, but I think the that that hurt um, Mayer the most. Like to me, she looked the most weight drained. I don't think that hurt Alicia because I mean she goes up and down. I don't think she had a problem with weight at all. And like what you said with shields. Um, she always looks really big in her Ooh. fights, but this one, yeah, she looked uh, in phenomenal shape. As far as I don't know if it hurt uh, Marshall, I'm not too f- familiar on her <clears throat> career as much, but uh, I mean, she looked strong. She didn't look like it was a problem for her. Yeah, go ahead, Freddie. Um, I, I I was actually more surprised with Savannah, bro. To be honest with you, because like from the beginning, I expected Clarissa Shields. Um, was going to win like that was my expectation Um, and I thought she was going to make it look very easy and I don't think she made it look very easy but I I definitely still feel like she was in control the whole time Uh, but I was uh, impressed with Savannah Marshall's I guess um, pressure and gas tank Mm -hmm. I I didn't think she was going to be there like the whole time and she was bro so I was like oh damn like she's (laughs) it was a lot of pressure bro yeah, and, it was. and, and luckily her... Clarissa Shields was able to deal with it, but yeah. I don't know if everybody else, like any other woman, would have been able to. And that's why I thought, like, when people were talking after the end of this, when they were like, "Oh, Shields, like, you know, beat her and ran through her," and I'm just like, I think Marshall needs a little more credit than what happened in this fight yeah. because it was. I thought Shields won, but I thought Marshall gave a very good performance, especially what people were considering what Marshall was going to do in this fight because a lot of people didn't give her a chance, like I said. And I thought she gave a very good performance. What do you think, Carlos? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good fight. I thought Clarissa Shields definitely. She surprised me because I'll be honest. I thought Savannah was probably gonna win the fight, and uh, I scored a six four. And yeah, Clarissa she was just faster, landing more combinations. And yeah, towards the end, uh, she was definitely backing up a lot more. But I thought I thought at that point, halfway through the fight, she had already racked up enough rounds to win the fight. So yeah, it, it was a good fight, man. Hopefully. Maybe you never know that could rematch again just because oh it's gonna be competitive, but we'll see. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of skill level. I, I mean, that's just be the be honest, the truth of it. At a 160 for women's is not a lot of uh, high level fighters. So I think that you're definitely probably gonna see this one again. You might see it two more times. That's just honest truth of it. Like honestly, yeah. if you're thinking about like fights for Carissa Shields that make sense in boxing, like the next ones are like Natasha Jonas and Terry Harper, who just moved up 20 pounds themselves to go get to like a weight right below where shields just fought so like there's not a lot of competition like i was just saying this like if you really want if you have a daughter and you want her to go pro you better hope that she could cut weight to like 100 she could get to a size of like 180 and cut to 160 yes yeah, her best chance of going pro at anything and doing it at a high level because there's just not a lot of fighters that choose from at that weight yo quick question just to piggyback off of what you said earlier because i know you mentioned they had to make weight twice and i know mm-hmm. they did obviously they postponed the fight and everything but what I'm I'm not familiar with, I don't know, and, and I'm sure one of you guys probably knows is, did they, because it was like three weeks, I think, was the postponement, right? Did yes. they stay there the whole three weeks, or did they no, come back I home? I don't think like, so. I think they came back home. Oh, they yeah. did come back home. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they came back home, yeah. Because I remember uh, Crucial Stills said she was back sparring, like, oh, a okay. couple of days later, yeah. Got it, got it. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, so I don't know. That was good. What about uh, Mayor Bumgarner? Whoever. That was not a robbery. Like, first of all, Everybody's talking robbery. That wasn't yeah, a robbery. Yeah, yeah. No, it was not. It could have went either way, and a draw would have been fair. Yes. Um, 
I think May, my opinion is that Alicia won just because she got an early lead and Mayer did come on strong, but I, I think she gave it away. I think it was it was there for her to win. And she just, for some reason, um, she had a lot of success putting pressure. And then I, what I think, and you guys can tell me I'm wrong and full of shit, but I think she wanted to prove something to Alicia because she boxed too, because she would start taking steps back, taking steps back and like try to get flashy with her. Did y'all see that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure, like, you know, she's skilled too. Like, she could, she could box. So, I wouldn't be surprised she used that technique in the fight. I just think she started off really slow. I just think she started off really slow, and because Bumgarner is so like physically gifted, that I think that she needed Bumgarner to kind of come down a little bit when, like, stamina wise, to level the playing field of physical ability. And I really believe that that was like a major thing in the, in the fight. Was she just started off started off slow because. Like they were saying, she was a sl- she's no known for starting slow, but also because the physical ability and the speed and power, it kind of like didn't allow her to jump in like she wanted to. The she was the biggest. I think she paid the biggest factor of it not being three minute rounds was Mayor. I think that if Mayor had time to work and break down Bumgarner, she would have a lot more success in the fight. Whoever wants to go can go. I'll be honest, I didn't even watch that fight, man. Oh, he missed a good one. Yeah, I like I, I, I literally tuned into the, the last, uh, last round because, uh, I know you guys are gonna talk shit, but I was watching the the zone fights, uh, the zone misfits, uh, that fight. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Man. The I YouTuber know. stuff. Yeah, I was watching, I was watching that just because I, I was like seeing that was pretty entertaining. So I literally saw the last round of the, uh, major fight. So I mean, all I see on Twitter is obviously how it's either a robbery or it's not a robbery. So. I don't know. I'll I'll just leave that up to you it's, guys. Every close fight now is a robbery for some reason. Exactly. Literally, like bro. Yeah. Uh, you know what? To me, it comes down to what style you prefer. And am I biased? Sure. I'm biased because I prefer a more aggressive, come forward style. Um, I kind of look at the flash like what Alicia does as kind of uh, lacking substance. Um, you have to do a little more than just like make your opponent um, look slow. Like she's she the way she was moving was making Michaela look kind of slow and flat footed and uh, not have the the what would you call it? The athleticism that she has. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't have the because, athleticism. Yeah, because Michaela was landing some good right hands and watched the fight again. I mean, she she was landing some heavy, hard shots, uh, which Alicia took really well. But, you know, what Alicia would do was uh, I think well, one of the fights, she just always had that check left hook. And I think Mayer, watch that fight, and you'll see that's what Mayer was looking at the entire time. Because Alicia kept kind of, um, you know, doing a little shuffle, like, and kind of fainting that she was always going to throw it. So Mayer couldn't just come in with the right hand. Also, the other thing I noticed, too, is, like, women, uh, a lot of women's fight, they don't have a good guards, like, at all. They have horrible guards. It's actually one of, like, the... The, the thing lacking, I think most more than power. Like I think people would be like, oh, there's no power. I think guard, like people having a good guard, don't they don't have it. Now I don't know if it's because there's too many rounds, they got to get busy. I don't know if because there's not a lot of power that they're not working specifically on blocking a lot of punches. Could be like mm-hmm. the way the amateur system works. I have no idea what it is, but there's just no one had a good guard. I really don't think even in, in both fights, and I don't I think that it was a lot of like head movement or footwork. For defense, but guards just non-existent. And I noticed this in the Serrano fight, Taylor fight. Like I just noticed in a lot of women's fights, they don't have good guards. But yeah, I don't know. That was a good fight. Uh, did you talk on this one, Broadway? Uh, 
Yeah, I, I saw the fight. Uh, I felt like Bumgarner, the first two, three rounds, I was like, man, she's she, she going to smoke this chick. Like, I felt like she was so dominant and yeah. landed so clean where I thought she was going to be able to stop Maya. But then uh, Maya adjusted to her credit, started winning some rounds. And, uh, you know, I thought I thought Bumgarner won, but, I like, I'm not going to argue with you if you told me Maya, you had Maya winning. But it was a close enough fight, but uh, yeah, that's how I saw it. I, I, I love the trash talk leading up to it. I felt like the trash talk was well, really good for both both sides, excuse me. And uh, yeah, that, that that that's how I felt about it. It was a, it was a good it was a good uh, fight week for trash talk. Caleb Plant and Darrell was excellent with trash talk. That fight, Bungarner and uh, Mayor was really good with trash talk. Shields Marshall was good with trash talk. You know, yeah. It, it, it everything was good. Like there was genuine uh, dislike. I, I I really liked that. I think we, I kind of lacks in boxing. We don't get a lot of uh, dislike like that. What'd you think, Freddie? Um. Yeah, I like the trash talk too a lot. To be honest, because without it, I'm not gonna lie to you. Without it, uh, I was a lot less likely to go out of my way to watch those fights, especially with with um. I mean, no disrespect to the women's card. I was I was hyped about the main event, um, and and the co-main event too. Again, very good, very solid co-main event. But I have never before in the past gone out of my way to watch an Alicia Bumgarner fight. Hmm. I've been at a Michaela Mayer fight there in person, but it just so happened that I was there. Like one of my friends was on the card. I didn't go out of my way to watch Michaela Mayer fight. Like I've seen her fight, but right. not because I went out of my way to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. This time around, I went out of my way to make sure, like, oh, I'm not gonna miss that Coleman. Yeah, you're gonna event. tune in. Yeah, you're gonna tune in. Yeah, to this fight. and same thing with the with the Coleman on on Wilder Hellenius with Plant and Durrell. Yeah, I I would have wanted to watch that fight anyways because I like Durrell and and I'm not the biggest fan of Caleb Plant, so I would have wanted to watch it anyways. But with it being on at the same exact time as the Devin Haney fight, uh, I wouldn't have made it a priority if that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. Just, yeah, I'll just check the results later. Right. But because of the trash talk and because it was like a good buildup, I had to dual screen it. I was like, dude, there's no way I'm gonna miss it, you know? Like, yeah, so. yeah, no, no, no. It yeah. was the buzz was good. Like the buzz was real good. Yeah. And pe- people, I, I hear like sometimes people be like, oh, this guy talks too much trash. And I'm to me, I'm like, you can't talk enough. I mean, it's just there's honestly, just yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep bringing it. If you can bring it, like all all superstars, it's just it's just the truth of it. Mm-hmm. All superstars, especially like in America, right? Or especially like if you're gonna mm-hmm. be a superstar in America, even if you're from another country, but you're gonna be a superstar here, it's because you talk trash. You have to have yep. some gift of gab. It just is. That's just the truth of it. And I thought that Darrell did a very good job selling that fight. I thought Plant tried to be cool with it, and then would get pissed, and that created a lot of buzz for that fight. But Mayor Bumgarner, they just didn't not like each other, and I thought that was beautiful. I thought that that was uh maybe didn't play out like the fight. I know Tim Bradley was complaining that they didn't go to war or something like that, or didn't fight like that. I mean, yeah. he just. Choosing to be negative, but on a really highly skilled fight. But yeah, but I think that that, that buzz and everything was very good. Well, choosing to be negative, I mean, just, just remember he was trained by Teddy Atlas. So I mean, the thing For is, one it's like, fight though, right? It, it wasn't. It was like two. It was three. There was uh no two. It was Bam. It was the um, Rios, Rios and Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Yeah, Rios and Pacquiao. But the thing is, like Bradley, like. I don't know. I just think, like, if you have a skilled fight like that, like, that fight was not boring. I didn't no. think he said that fight was boring. So, like, the way he was talking as if, like, we were watching uh, Shakur versus um, uh, who was the cop they fought? Um, Nakatilia. 
Yeah, he was talking yeah. like we were watching that. Like he, that's the way he was talking. I'm like, hey, you're watching a really highly level, high level competitive fight here. What now, fight, what fight are you referring to? What fight are you the Bumgarner mayor? Tim Bradley huh. was real negative about that fight, and it was just like, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I don't. I, the, the weird thing is like those guys are there to sell a fight. Like they're there to like sell the fight you're watching, and sometimes that's a complaint people have. It's the weird thing for him to downplay a fight that he's supposed to be selling. That's the strangest thing to me. I would, I don't really know how he got to that point. I don't know how the producers weren't like, "Hey, shut the hell up," because the producers to me, if you, if I'm the producer in that, and he's talking bad about a fight we're trying to sell, I'm going to tell him, "Hey, shut the hell up," because you're talking down on this fight. Yeah. It doesn't make any no, sense. No, I mean, I, I ESPN heard it. I fucking worse, man. ESPN no, has the worst commentators. You know, you just got to realize there are people that are just don't like the product. And I know some credible people and I listen and they just they will never accept women's boxing. I, I really didn't follow it till probably Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor. I don't I got sold. I really but, never followed women's boxing until then. But, but he, I don't think he was like that during the Shields fight. The Shields one, like he was actually like really uh, raving about it and I think honestly he even used it to put down the other fight I don't know just strange there was another thing I noticed in the in one of the um, productions was Sean Porter and he's doing the Frank Sanchez fight and he's doing like the little gambling bit right and he actually doesn't have bad logic with his gambling I mean I don't think he knows a lot about gambling but when he was giving him he was, he was doing pretty good but the one thing is like not good to do especially if you're the broadcast and they're your fighters is to be like oh yeah Negron gets knocked out a lot so I expect him to get knocked out again this fight it's like, hey, the guy's one of your fighters in the PBC promotion. Why would you go and then un- un- undersell him like that? Especially when you're trying to build up Frank Sanchez. It's like, no, you shouldn't be like, it just doesn't make any sense to me as a production, as a broadcast to put down the fighter in the ring. But especially before the fight happens. That doesn't make sense yeah. to me. That really so like the opposite yeah. of, I, I was at a sports bar, so I didn't hear any of the announcements. Oh, okay, saying, okay, but okay. it was loud where I was at yeah, we were yeah. watching the fights. But uh, from what I was reading online, like tweets and stuff, people weren't people were like uh, not really buying the what they were selling on Hellenius. Right? Apparently, whoever was commentating or whatever, where it was like, oh, well, stop giving us this crap that Hellenius is like this big threat because he's not, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So what you're I, saying is basically for for they were the, doing the, op- uh, the Sean Porter was doing, yeah, yeah, for Sean Porter was, was doing the opposite. He was, was like, this guy's, got yeah, this guy's trash. He's going to get knocked out. He always gets knocked out. So I'm going to bet he gets knocked out. And I'm like, that, that, I don't understand. Like, you should be building it up. I don't understand. Like, it, it's not a hard thing to do either. Like, I could build up any fight, even a fight I don't believe in. You could give me KSI versus Canelo. I could build it up some way. <laughs> that fight sells itself, bro. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, Max, Max Kellerman would do the same thing. He said the same thing about uh, Arturo Gatti and Floyd Mayweather. He said this is a huge mismatch. So Yeah, I don't like when they do that because I'm like, hey, you already got me paying for it. So why are you Larry Merchant used to trash Floyd all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Larry Merchant was the worst at it. Larry Merchant would be so negative about every fight going in. So, bro, they still do that. Even they did. They did it this weekend. I forgot where where I heard it. I think I hadn't left yet. I hadn't left my house, so it was early. It was on the women's card. Some, some at some point on the women's card, they were trashing Spence and Crawford. Did you guys catch that? Yes, yes. Unneeded, unneeded. I was, was like, the, bro, unneeded. these guys are so mad that they're not part of it. Like they're so upset. Yeah, it was unneeded. It was. Uh, he was saying. Um, you know the men should take note that the women are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I heard. It. I heard it. it was unneeded. I swear, man. Sometimes I just got to be turning off commentary because it's just ridiculous. It's it's really bad. I like it. I I don't care. I like it. It adds to the show. That's like so that's why I didn't like them point, being. I like them point. there. 
I, I think I had mentioned that I liked them there because it was kind of weak. They're doing it from TV like me. Like, I want you there. I want to hear the crowd. I want to hear the reaction. Oh, yeah. They were doing it from a Twitter space. It was horrible. It was one of those. It was like uh, no one was in sync. The They would talk over each other. They obviously couldn't hear each other, right? Like, it was a delay. Oh, they did a Chris- panel? No, no, no. Yeah, so so it was weird. The play-by-person was there at the fight. The but lady, Tim- Christina something, Yeah, Christina right? Proncher. Oh, I and then Tim, Really? I thought she was all right. I don't like uh, it, bro. Um, and then Tim Bradley was doing it from his uh, what'd you say? His from his game room or his men's room, uh, man cave, yeah, Frank, man cave, said, yeah, man cave, yeah. And uh, who else was there? Uh, Ward, Frank? oh, Ward, yeah, they were doing it from at home, and there was like delays, like they were obviously she wasn't hearing them at one point, so she was talking over them, or they were like she would talk, and then that guy would talk, and then she would huge, a huge gap because she could tell she was just barely hearing it. It was terrible, terrible job. It should have just had it. Easily could have paid someone else just to fly out there if Bradley and uh, Ward didn't want to do it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they kept going with that strategy. But uh, I'm at we're at two two hours here, fellas, and that's that's uh, that's about my limit on what I can do with one of these. Yeah, I, I feel like one day I'll do a four hour one. I don't know what fight that'll be. I want to do honestly. <laughs> what I was gonna do if they if I was gonna do it if they signed Terrence Crawford. And Spence, I was gonna do a twenty-four hour podcast. I was gonna start oh from the morning to night. I was just gonna go twenty-four hours. Just what, what's left it. there in the morning? There's nothing left to talk about. That's what I was saying. I was just so curious. Like, I just wanted to know what the experiment would be like. Like just being on here twenty-four hours. What guests I would get? Like everything. I just want to know. I wanted to do it. Maybe I'll do it if they have that fight. If they finally sign that fight, I'll do a twenty-four hour podcast. You gotta get some chicks in there. That's what yeah. You bro. Oh, you're married right though. I'm a married man. Yeah, I was saying the fact married. that you even said that. Don't when you said cousins? that, I looked. Let me tell you, when you said that, I looked around my corner just to make sure I don't get in trouble. Okay, so I, there will be no chicks on there. I can guarantee that. But uh, yeah, I, I might do that. But the, right now, for as far as today, I'm doing two hours. I appreciate you guys coming on. Follow sure. Box Talk One on One if you want to throw a little uh, commercial real quick. Free advertisement for Box Talk. You can't, Freddie. Just check out the panel, man. Check out the page, the channel, the the Facebook, the Twitter, the everything. I got everything. Box Talk 101. And um, yeah, man, all different kinds of content. I appreciate you, Ezra. Uh, thank hey, you for having me on, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Frank, I know you don't got a, a page yet, but I know it's coming yeah, soon. It is. It's coming soon. I'm just on Twitter. Frank Bay Niner. I think that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And then uh, Carlos, no. Uh, no page or anything, but you want to put your Twitter out well, thanks there. Thanks for having me. Peace. I mean, of course, of course. I don't really be tweeting too much. I just reply, so I don't really want not need anything to plug. I'm I'm sorry. I'm planning on like soon starting my YouTube. You know, just to like talk about fights, but I I don't know. I'll, I'll see about that. But you know, yeah. Well, well, if you want to catch Carlos, you just catch him on my podcast every yeah, Monday. You will be on my live. Yeah, so pod- yeah, yeah, yeah. So or you know, Broadway. Exactly, Broadway. You want to throw your advertisement on there? Yeah, man. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Broadway Joel on Instagram at Broadway Joel on YouTube. Most importantly, Broadway Joel. And this Wednesday, I will be interviewing a UFC fighter. Oh, wow. He's he's a Dominican heavyweight. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, he's the first Dominican to ever sign with the UFC. His name is Waldo Cortez Acosta. He is 7-0 with uh, with I believe it's uh, four knockouts and two submissions. So uh, he, he's a big boy. He's two six four two sixty. He's the type of Dominicans that 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 walk around in the street out there. That I'll be telling you, we some big guys. He's one of them. 
and I, I'm going to interview him. He's a former uh, minor league baseball player. He got signed by the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, and again, I, I'm expanding my, my, my horizons. That interview will be conducted 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern for you guys who want to join. And, and he also has a fight coming up the 29th. Yes, he has uh, a fight coming up the 29th of October, so you guys can get some insight as to who he is and 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 uh, all that good stuff. I'm looking forward to this Wednesday because I have a lot of questions myself. All right, excellent. So follow Broadway. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Peace. Have a good one. Have a good one, man.